Ebony and Ivory here this morning for Sid Rosenberg. I'm going to hate every second of it, man. First of all, let me tell you something. I got an itch. I've had an itch for 10 days nonstop. You see what I've been doing all morning long. That's something for a cat. I'm itching my back. I'm itching my sides. It just won't go away. I've had all kinds of remedies. When uh, Sid mentioned that I might have scabies the other morning, man, people have been avoiding me all over the place. It's not scabies. And the uh, Flor- Florence Nightingale of WABC, Margot Casamitidis, brought me Benadryl, brought me Cortisone 10. I smear myself with it. All kinds of remedies. And uh, it, it's getting worse. But all morning long, since 5 a.m., you've been scratching like a cat. Having slept all night long. The itching is so... Well, well, tell me something new. Let me tell you something. I would prefer to get shot with five hollow-point bullets this morning rather than to be scratching like this. Oh, boy. Like a junkyard dog with fleas. So I have a question for you this morning, Curtis Lee. Yes, Dominic Carter. Do you think it's cold enough in this damn studio? Uh, no. I Look, look. I understand you like a more tropical temperature. You Lou. like to be near the equator. Hey, Lou, what is going on in this world here? <laughs> it is it is freezing in this studio. Uh, I'll, I'll raise up the temperature. It, and I, I mean, it's four minutes past the hour of 6 a.m. I mean, the day has started, and, and you have an icebox in here. Well, let me give everybody an idea about the new and improved Dominic Carter, who's going to be with me this morning until 10, then I'll be back for the rip and read that I do every Monday through Friday uh, from 12 to 1. Uh, Dominic Carter is a guy who uh, was like the number one go-to news guy in room 9 it, at City Hall. Excuse me, was... Yes. Was? Because, you know, you're persona non grata. You are a talk show host now. That's true. That's true. That's true. You were busting your shoes. There was Gabe Pressman, and, of course, there was Dominic Carter. In fact, I remember how often you would tangle with Rudy Giuliani, the mayor, then Michael Mbaricic, and he would have, like, a press conference every day in the green room. And he'd be looking, you you guys are like two scorpions in a brandy glass. I mean, it's the way it should be. Because you were going at the mayor, you were not allowing his staff to put on a spin. You came right back at him. And you led and all the other reporters followed. The mayor now has one press conference a week in which he takes off-topic uh, questions. It's a new day now. And and it's, it's for me, it's kind of sad the way things are, are done at City Hall, that uh, the members of the Fourth Estate have permitted politicians to box them in what they call all the shots. Exactly. But back then, I'm telling you, it was theater to watch you getting it on with Rudy. Two guys with you, you just you held your ground, you stood your ground, he stood his ground. It got so bad. I'm going to talk about things here that maybe have never been said before. Because now you and Rudy are the best of uh, uh, buddies. Here. We are. We are. Isn't that something? He picks up the phone. 
There's a guy who's working here now, the son of Paul Carlucci, who is the publisher of the New York Post. Rudy would get the first copy of the New York Post from the printing plant in South Bronx, which come out about 11.30, 12 midnight. They'd run one over to the mayor. He'd go through it. This is before it was online. You know, this is when it was uh, hard copy. He'd call up the publisher, whether it was Paul Carlucci, senior whomever, and be screaming at them if he wasn't happy what was in the paper. And they had to listen to him, and they would keep their phone away from their ear. Their wife would say, (laughs) who's that screaming? (laughs) Mr. Mayor, shh. And Rudy would finally run out of gas. Yes, Mr. Mayor, we'll see if we can make any adjustments. Because remember, they used to have different editions of the New York Post. Right. Back in the day. He was relentless. And then he had to get into the green room every day <laughs> with the press, especially Monday through Friday, Correct. and know that he had to deal with Dominic Carter because you were the first guy. You know, it's like right. the senior guy. You go right. to Dominic Carter, and right. you were relentless. He got so angry, he picked up the phone to his longtime friend, Richard Parsons, who had worked on his campaign. Boy, you really do know where the bodies are buried. Oh, hell yeah. And Richard Parsons, who is now the CEO of Time One, a parent company of New York One, where you were the face, you were the image, you were the voice, you launched that station. And he says to his very dear friend, Richard Parsons, who we had known for years, I want that guy fired. And Richard Parsons... Or, Or at least taken out of City Hall. Exactly. But really, he wanted you gone. <laughs> Let's be real, man. Just like every day people call up to John Katsimatidis and give him a cauliflower ear when I break news, right? Get rid of that guy. Suspend him. Uh, get him down on wounded knee. Make him do a retraction. Make him do an apology. No, Rudy was out for blood. And to his credit, Richard Parsons says, Rudy, you're a great mayor. I've known you for years. Dominic is a great journalist. He's doing his job. He's staying where he is, City Hall. And then you had to accommodate one another. He realized he climbed the chain. <laughs> he knew everybody at Time Warner. Right? Rudy was a, a powerful man, not like Eric Adams or Bill de Blasio. Rudy could shake the roof. And Wait a minute. But, but how do you accurately know this full story? I know. I've talked to everybody involved. Wow, because I've never gone through all the details. Yeah, look, you know me. I know where everyone's bones are buried and who buried them. And that's why this guy, the, you're hearing here at WABC at nights, uh, 12 to 1, and then also from 11 to 1, uh, Sundays going into Mondays, you've earned your stripes as a journalist. But you've really earned your stripes now as a talk radio show host. Cause I remember walking into a studio, a prep studio here, staring at you. I say, you're no longer a reporter. You're a talk show host. Hey, folks, I want you to know he's telling you the honest to God truth. He walked into the studio and said, said to me, Dominic, Dominic, th- th- this is not working. This is not working. You're no longer a newsman. You are a talk show host. Let that stuff go. I, I, I remember hearing you because I listen to all the shows as much as I can here at WABC, which you do. Our owner and operators, John and Margot, do. Sometimes they're like a tag team. You know, one gets a little sleep, the other's listening. And most of the people here do. But I can tell which hosts and hostesses never listen to WABC. It's so obvious. But you listen. And I said to you, Dominic, if I hear it again, oh, I know I shouldn't say this, 
I don't want you are a talk show host now. You let it fly. Don't worry about the ramifications. As long as you don't break the rules of the FCC, as long as you don't get involved in defamation, and character that, assassination. That's exactly what you said. Let it fly. Let it fly. I know the real Dominic Carter. I know the stories uh, that you've accumulated over the years. Uh, when I was running for mayor and people asked me, uh, if you're lucky enough to win against Eric Adams, uh, who would you want to appoint to positions? I said, Dominic Carter in charge of mental health. This guy is the expert. There's nobody who knows more about this. Uh, all the emotionally disturbed people, psychiatric facilities, the book that you did. You earned it the hard way. And let me tell you, and to your credit, as soon as I uh, pimp slapped you, there's no other way of doing it. <laughs> I know it wasn't easy to listen to me, the Curtis Lewa boot camp. And you straightened up, and ever since... You, you, you shift gears. You're funny, you're entertaining, but you're also hard on some of the callers. You stick to the subjects that people want to hear about. So I give you credit, uh, because you did it the hard way. You, 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 you weren't born on third base. Dominic Carter, certainly, if you know Dominic Carter's past, he was not born on third base. I wasn't born on first base. How about that? I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't born on first base. I mean, you know, but, but thank you. And, and, and it did work because you connected with me. Curtis literally walks in and he, he looks at me and this guy, you, you gotta understand Curtis Lewa. And he goes, this is not working. This is not working. You, you, you're too safe. You're too safe. Call it the way it is. Call a spade a spade. And, um, here we are now. Let's see, you're able to say that. We can't say call a spade Wait, a spade. you can't say call a spade a spade? Hell no, right? Right? Is that permissible, uh, Justin? Oh, okay, all right. Uh, the McWhitey-Whitey that I am, I'm getting the okay from wrong way, Lou Rafino. But let's face it, you're safe when you say that. So, but wait, I, I've got a question for you. Yes. Are you going to be at Sharpton's uh, noon press uh, uh, protest uh, as it relates to Claudine uh, Gay, the oh, president of Harvard? We're going to get it. We're going to get into that later because so he are claims. Are you going to be there? Are you going to be there? Hell no! Remember, I'm going to be right here. This is true. Critiquing it but on wait, the Rip and but Read. Wait, but wait, but wait, wait, wait! I've seen you at more places than once when you're on the radio. The other night, you're the damn other right. Night, you're I'm, damn right. I'm, I'm talking to uh, to our station owner operators, John Katsimatidis and Margot Katsimatidis. We're having a wonderful conversation. Mr. Katz, Mrs. Katz, they're taking live calls from the callers to bring in the new year. And somehow, we thought you just went out for a little break. You made it all the way over to Times Square That's and right. back. That's right. Right before the ball dropped, I wanted to check it out. Where were the Hamas crazies, you know, pro-Hamas people? But how did you get through the crowd? Because it takes hours to nah, get cops let me through. The cops, oh, it's Curtis again. I've been there so many years. Oh, it's Curtis. It's Curtis. And I just keep <laughs> moving because if I stop where the people are giving me the finger or they're patting me on the back, I never get to what I wanted to get a feel for it. Because as soon as I came back, I was able to report to everybody. Right, right. NYPD has it in lockdown. Everyone's having a great time. You know, these are all tourists. The only people in Times Square when the ball drops are people from Montreal, Mexico City, Buenos Aires. You're right. And nobody else, no New York City person is there unless they're working nope. and they have to be there. Nope. New Yorkers are like, I'll pass. I'll watch it on TV. That's that. Right. So uh, everything was in check except... On the outer perimeter, the Hamas crazies just had their way. You know, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. They walk right into Macy's like they own the joint and set off smoke bombs. And nobody gets arrested. Wait a minute. They set off smoke bombs? Yeah. I, I didn't know that part. Yeah, they videoed it. They, they uh, threw it out there and went viral. They marched through the aisles. 
you know, and actually, remember, years ago, you'd march through the aisles of uh, Macy's, and they'd be spritzing you with perfume. Remember, they don't do right. it anymore because right. of people's allergies. Right. You'd be running through a phalanx of perfume spritzers, right? So, wait a minute. I, I haven't been to Macy's on 34th Street inside in a while. They don't have the guards like they used to have at every door? The store detectives. Let's be specific. Okay. The You've store. never gone upstairs in the world's largest department store, have you? I have, but... You but, never went to the jail they have. Oh, I didn't know they had oh, a jail. Oh, I've been up there. They have the biggest jail in New York City, bigger than Midtown South, which is just a block away. Seriously? They used to, when they would clip the pickpockets, the jostlers, and the shoplifters and boosters, they used to have pictures up on the wall of every known pickpocket, booster, shoplifter, uh, imaginable. Many of them were from South America. You know, many of them were from Venezuela. They were from Bolivia. You know, they practiced especially uh, pickpocketing and shoplifting. And they would look at their store detectives. There was no Internet then. And they had jail cells. And they catch you stealing, put you in the jail cell, call up the cops Midtown South. They come over, they make the arrest. That's when you actually got arrested for shoplifting or pickpocketing. And you had to do at least 72 hours before it was adjudicated what to do with you. And then if you were here illegally from some of the South American countries where the guys were learning almost like Charles Dickens, like, you know, like uh, right out of the the the, uh, the trials of Fagan, you know, where he would teach the youngsters how to pickpocket and jostle and run. They would send you to ICE, deport you. No more. None of that takes place. The jails are empty. And at night, the store detectives, because it's such a huge complex, you know, with nooks and crannies and corners, because it's such an old store, they would release the Doberman pinchers when they would leave. So no, Seriously? You, yeah. So if you, Dominic Carter, thought that somehow once the store was closed, you could roam around, steal, and then bolt out the door the first thing in the morning when they opened up, when staff would open up. Forget it. Those dobies had you up against the wall. They had you in a closet. And, and the dogs didn't dis- – I've, I've got another question. I, I, maybe I shouldn't ask, but how did you know? How did you get to see a jail inside Macy's? Oh, I mean, went up maybe there. Maybe I shouldn't – oh, you went up there. Okay. Yeah, the store detective showed me. They were proud back then. They were proud that they right. made more arrests. For shoplifting, boosting, pickpocketing, than Midtown South did, which is the most active precinct in the city of New York. Are you pulling my leg about the Doberman pensions no. at nighttime? No, store detectives who close the store, they check the store, but it's it's so huge. And, and, that, the, and the dogs would not destroy some of the clothing merchandise? No, no they, they go on patrol. And uh, what about and the it, bathroom? They put down paper or something? No, 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 dogs would hold it. Don't you know, look, man, they're trained, right? Remember, right. Macy's really, by the time uh, everything gets locked up, it's about 11 o'clock at night, 12, because they got to do inventory. Right. There's right. a lot to be done. And they open back up like 5.36, you know, in order to prepare for the day. So if you were up there thinking you, you'd you have your day stealing stuff. Good luck with that. And they could bolt out there. And those dobies, they didn't bite you. They just, <laughs> you were going Which anywhere. was worse. Which was worse. Exactly. Which was worse. And guess what? You know who had the accidents? Not the Doberman Pinscher. The guy who was up against the wall afraid to move. Now, I know you would know the answer to this. What about, uh, they're no longer around. What about the uh, Alexanders? Remember, they used to oh, be yeah, Fordham Road, up on the Grand Concourse. Right. And 59th Lexington. Yes, yes. Remember, yes. they had the Furrier there who used to advertise on TV. Those days are gone. Right, there's booming dales there. Those days are gone. It's shoplifters delight. They even go in a burger. You know the guy who just got pinched uh, for uh, 
slicing the two young ladies who were with their family right, from right. Paraguay in right. Grand Central. Right. You know what he got the most time for out of his 17 prior arrests? 17, 17 prior arrests. 17. Emotionally wow. disturbed, constantly going for psychiatric op. You know, the cops were doing their job, making arrests, taking him for a psychiatric op. Bellevue, Jacoby, and they cut him loose in three days. Back and forth, back and forth. He went into Bergdorf Goodman and broke one of those glass encased. That's what you were talking about the yes. other day on the air. He walks into Bergdorf Goodman, and he breaks one of those glass encasements, you know, tries to steal what's inside. The house detectives grab him. And for that, they sent him to Rikers Island for a few days, for a few days. You see, you don't go into Bergdorf and do that. Right. So explain this one to me here. And courtesy with Dominic Carter and for uh, Sid Rosenberg this morning. Explain this one for me, to me in terms of, okay, He's allegedly slashes the two young ladies, 14 and 16, Grand Central Station. And they're not monitoring this guy to make sure he doesn't get a shiv or another nope. knife inside the jail. He doesn't, wait, wait, he doesn't his, even have his, a monitoring his, bracelet. His, his doormate goes to sleep, and the guy slashes him in the face four times? Yeah. Well, let me explain. When he was in Grand Central, he's sitting uh, in a chair. It's 1130 in the morning on a French restaurant. You know, they have it on the balcony. The staff asks him, please, uh, you have to leave. We have customers. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't want you to get in trouble with white people. So right there, they realize this guy's a little titched. Right. right. He walks away. He comes back. And then they say, sir, we, 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 have, we have customers here. He goes, I don't want a black person sitting in this chair. And, sir, you're black, <laughs> right? Right there, they should like, strike right, two. Strike right two. Third one, he sees the family from Paraguay. He gets into an argument with the staff, and he pulls out his shiv. He slices them. He gets arrested. Finally, he ends up being detained on Rikers Island, and he stabs another guy who was out on a murder rap. So, you know, it's sort of like that Alibaba and, and the 40 Thieves. And, he, and the other guy has almost as many arrests as More, the staff. Because he had a murder charge. And how did this guy make a shiv in there? He's only there like 24 hours. He made a shiv out of plastic. So he was able to break off something that was plastic in Rikers that had not been repaired. He makes his own shiv, and he stabs him over and over and over. And the lunacy continues. It's like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. When you go to Rikers Island, people talking about Rikers Island all the time. I'm the only guy who ever ran for office at any level who's actually been locked up on Rikers Island. It is now a mental health facility. Most of the guys who are in lockdown there have mental health issues. They need to be in a Creedmoor. They need to be in a Kings County. They need to be in Kirby Psychiatric on Randall's Island. They have severe, emotionally disturbed issues. And, yes, they need to do time for their crimes, but not in a regular jail. A jail, correctional officers are not trained to be able to deal with that level. You need mental health workers, and you need to have them behind bars, but also to the point where you can sedate them, and you can give them their medication so it's somewhat normalized. They can't do that in Rikers. Can't. With Dominic Carter in the house, it's Ebony and Ivory this morning. Which one am I? Well, that's right. Many people have said, I sound more black than you, Dominic. Here we go. Here we go. Well, who? Where do you he, live? He, you live he, in Pomona in Rockland County where right. even the lawn jockeys are white. Need I say more? <laughs> anyway, right here, it's Curtis Lewa and Dominic Carter. And, oh, we got to get into Senator Bobby Menendez because nobody knows him better than Dominic Carter. In fact, in his first trial, 
He would not do a press conference until Dominic Carter arrived. He'd hold up a national press corps and say, where's Dominic? Where's Dominic? Are you ever going to let that go? Never, never, never. We're going to get into it next because, remember, I know where everyone's bones are buried and who buried them right here on WABC. And informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Oh, oh, yeah. Let's do this. Ooh. Ooh. Baby, out, baby, out on baby. the dance floor. This is when you do the grind. Mm. Mm. You know about the grind. I know everything about it. Got me into so much trouble. <laughs> but that's when I had high levels of testosterone. I had on my marshmallow shoes. Wait, 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 wait. You mean grind like Obama did at his inauguration? Yeah, he was pretty good with Michelle with that. Not 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 top notch, but not bad. Not like him throwing out okay, the first pitch. So wait, so wait, baseball. so wait, so wait. What's a regular dance, a regular slow dance, and what's a grind? Well, let's say if you wanted to do a real slow hustle to this, that would be a regular dance, right? Where you're really not getting up close. Okay. But a grind would be where you're really up close and the movements just melt. Mm. And you watch the mm. two, the couple on the floor. Mm. And you say, like, wow, mm. to this music, mm. it's unnatural. Mm. In fact, remember, there was that one moment mm. in Saturday Night Fever. Remember when John Travolta, after doing all of his magnificent dancing on the floor in his white, you know, polyester waffle weave suit, flame retardant, <laughs> does the grind <laughs> with everyone else. And usually you do this towards the end of the club night. You know, when they start playing the slow jams, pretty much the ownership, the management, security, DJs, pretty much letting you all know, guess what? It's closing time soon. And hopefully you get lucky. And so you used to grind all the time? No, 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 not all the time. Okay. Before that, I was like a whirling dervish. Because you know what it was like, Dominic. You go to a club, guys would sit there, and even though they came with a lady, a lot of them, oh, I don't dance. So you'd see a, a group of young ladies dancing with one another. They weren't lesbians, you know, but the guys weren't dancing with them. The moment they saw one guy who liked to dance, oh. They'd pull him, they'd pull him in pull dance. Him, yeah. Right. And then that guy's looking at you. He's eyeballing you, mad dogging you like, what you doing with my lady? And depending on what club you were at, if it wasn't in your neighborhood and you really didn't know the guys around, feet don't fail me now. Time to get the hell out of town. So, wait a minute. I have two questions uh, for you here. So, so one, uh, I heard you and Nancy the other day, and you talk about it. You guys are great together, and you talk about it all the time. 
electric music. How do you dance to electric music? Electronic dance music. Right, but how do you dance to it? Oh, because it, first of all, there's nothing of consequence that you hear in electronic dance music. It doesn't make you start thinking about, you know, Ukraine and Russia or some issue. Like sometimes other music will do, whether it's R&B, whether occasionally disco, right? But it's basically you just become like a whirling dervish, and it's the same beat almost being played over and over. And it's mesmerizing. It's very calming. I call it a mood elevator without taking ecstasy or molly or a super K. So, like, do you do, like, the hustle? I mean, how do you dance no. to electronic dance? Whatever music? way you want to. See, that's the beauty of it is you don't have to be with somebody. You could be a whirling dervish. Uh, everybody is into their own little space, their own little mind, and everyone is focused on the DJ. It's no, not performers. The, the DJ is the performer, the way he or she mixes the electronic dance music, and it goes on for quite so, some time. So sort of like rap music where the DJ is the star? No, not in that, in that regard. It, it is much more subtle. Uh, but the, the crowd will, if the DJ is good, they'll build the crowd into a frenzy. It's mostly young people. It's rare. Look, I'm going to be 70 uh, March 26th. How does it feel? It feels great. You know, I now know all the things that I shouldn't have done when I was younger, and I avoid stepping on the third rail, although every day, let's face it. You step on the third rail. Exactly, but uh, with a little bit more caution than I used to when I was younger. But all different forms of music. Music really should be a mood elevator because there's so much else, uh, so much else in life, Dominic, as you know, personally, professionally, with what we do, talk radio. It really strains your brain. And that's why, especially on the weekends here at WABC, the other great thing that John and Margot did is bring back entertainment. I mean, I'm part of that lineup and I got to tell you, yeah, from, from the, um, the Staten Island Prince, Vinnie Madugno, you know, he's the rising star. And then Very the greatest talented. DJ of all time, Cousin Brucey. Absolutely. And then Tony Orlando without Dawn. And on Sunday night, 6 to 8, it's now nationally syndicated. Joe Piscopo, Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. It's just entertainment. You get, to, you get to leave politics alone. I do the other side of midnight on the weekends. I don't touch politics. Really? I don't touch No. People, so, they don't so want to hear that. So what do you talk about? Everything and anything that we used to grow up with, comparing then to now, talking about things that are of interest to everybody, and then you're just trying to raise their mood so that they don't go to sleep until the break of dawn. That's the beauty of radio. It is the most, uh, it is the most personalized means of communication that has ever been invented. So whether you think it's Marconi, the Italian, or it's Tesla, the Serbian, it's intimate. People know all about you, Dominic. They know about your family. They know about your struggles that you had with your mother, the mental health disease. They know everything because you've opened up. I've done that. Sid does that. Some other talk show hosts, they're an enigma. That doesn't make for great talk radio. Great talk radio is that listener, whether they like you or they don't like you, actually get to know who you are, the core of the person that you are so that they can identify with you. So 33 minutes past the hour of 6 a.m., Curtis Lewa, Dominic Carter here with you folks. Good morning. Question for you, Curtis Lewa. What would, would a Mayor Slewa do what Mayor Adams did yesterday? He held up a photo of <laughs> the homeless uh, in, in a LA. skid row in right. L.A. and said, how you like me now? This is not happening in New York City. 
See, Eric Adams is very provincial, very parochial. He he really hasn't traveled much. As much as he likes to travel to Turkey, we can get into that later on. He really hasn't traveled. L.A. has had a skid row for years. I have the Guardian Angels. They started in skid rows down on Broadway. Right, right. That's where police headquarters was. When Bratton was the police commissioner in L.A., that, and the Greyhound used to be there. It, it was skid row like we used to have on the Bowery, but much larger. It's been that way forever. So when he holds up a picture, and it's gotten worse since, it's like, of course we're not like skid row in L.A., but you keep telling us, and we'll get into it later on, that we're going to see the migrants, the asylum seekers, as he calls it, I call them the illegal aliens, we're going to see them sleeping in the streets. And at the rate he's going and accepting them and not closing the door, I already see him sleeping on the subways. I saw him this morning coming here, and I saw some guys at 51st and Lexington. So did I. I saw some homeless people. Right, but they shoot up fentanyl. And uh, half the time they OD, the 17th precinct is right down the block. I asked the cops... Don't you do anything? Wait, they shoot up fentanyl now. Yeah, right there on 51st and Lexington in the morning. Boy, I, I thought fentanyl, like, went with another drug. No, you can, hey, if you're an addict, you want the pure high of just fentanyl alone. And and they're willing to, because it's instant death in many cases, they're willing to take that chance? Look, isn't it instant death whenever you start shooting up any drugs, right? At some point, you know, it just deteriorates you. They have this insatiable appetite to get higher, higher, higher. And they're dropping like flies all in the neighborhood. And I said to the cops at the 17th precinct, aren't you going to do anything about it? And they say, nope, City Hall won't let us do anything. And that's why our cops are handcuffed. Anyway, up next, a guy you know up close and personal, Bobby Menendez. Oh, here we again. go. Here we go. Traffic's coming up next, but right now it's time for the 77 WABC minicast clip of the day. Get the whole story in under 10 New York minutes. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast and get the max out of mini. Today's minicast is from Katz and Cosby. Here's John Katzenmatini. And Rita Cosby talking with Governor George Pataki about Harvard's president resigning. You know, Harvard has a $50 billion endowment. I don't think it's the money. It's more that someone of Ackman's prominence has the courage to say that Harvard is screwing up. Take a closer look at this president. When people took a look, they found that she was totally unqualified, not just to be president, but actually to be on the faculty. When you look at her publications and, and the plagiarism that was obvious in those publications, that she was not fit By the to way, be on. 50 allegations, more than 50 yeah, allegations uh, uh, of plagiarism. In only 10 articles over her entire academic career this is sid on sports sponsored by peerless boilers on 77 wabc justin alec here with your bottom of the hour sports update sponsored by pete morgan and peerless boilers go to peerlessboilers.com pavilion to find a dealer near you to the world's best-built boilers starting locally on the hardwood last night at the Garden. Julius Randle scored 35 points. Jalen Brunson had 31 and 13 assists. And the Knicks beat the visiting Chicago Bulls 116-100. O.J. Anunoby and Dante DiVincenzo each scored 11 points for New York. And Isaiah Hardenstein had a career-high 20 rebounds along with 10 points and 5 blocks. And out in Houston, the Nets get beat by the Rockets by a score of 112-101. to 101. They've lost five in a row now and are in ten of their last twelve, dropping them to fifteen and twenty on the season. Mikhail Bridges and Cameron Johnson 
led the team with 15 points each. Nick Claxton added 12 points and 13 rebounds, while Royce O'Neal chipped in 13 points of his own off the bench. Both teams will take a breather with off days today before respectively returning to action tomorrow night. On the ice in D.C., Michael McLeod opened the scoring uh, floodgates late in the second period for the Devils, who would pour it on in the third period on their way to a 6-3 to road victory over the Washington Capitals. Tonight, the Rangers and Islanders get set to return to the ice. At the Garden tonight, the Rangers will welcome in the Chicago Blackhawks for a 7 p.m. puck drop before the Islanders butt heads with the Coyotes in Arizona at 9 p.m. That's sports sponsored by Pete Morgan of Peerless, Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTechless.com to find a dealer near you. They're the world's best-built boilers, and I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Dominic Carter, do you know that Eddie Murphy, at his prime, when he was doing his one-man shows and packing them in, took a sabbatical for a year, left, went up to Orchard Park outside of Buffalo, where Buffalo Bills Stadium uh, was the old one. Now they'll have the new one. O.J. was a Buffalo Bill. Rick James, that's where he lived because he came out of the projects in East Buffalo. He said, Rick... I want to have a number one song. Rick looked at him and said, you're a good comedian, but you're not a singer. He spent a year up there in the most decadent, debaucherous lifestyle you could imagine and had that number one hit that I use every time I talk about Eric Adams' party all the time by Eddie Murphy. Right, right. It and, went and it sounds number one. Similar, it sounds similar to Rick James' uh, music. It sounds, sounds close. That was the one time he had that one-hit wonder. The sweet... Oh, oh. Exactly. oh, I can't sing because if I sing, you, you're ready to complain to management. And what a lot of people don't realize, Rick James was a great athlete up in Buffalo, as was Prince in I Minneapolis. Didn't, I didn't know that. Prince could jam, could stuff a basketball. Dave Chappelle did some of the best bits where he performed as Rick James against a Prince where they were playing basketball. I mean, all real to life. But anyway, enough of the music here because it's going to get us going in a different direction. We probably need Pitbull here in order to talk about Cubano number one in America. Anything Cuban has always been Senator Bob Menendez when he was in Congress. As mayor of Union City, he was the head of the Democratic Party out of Hudson County for all of New Jersey. And you know him better than anybody because in that first trial when he skated, Newark Federal Court, about 2015-2016, he would have a press conference, didn't know which way the jury would go. There was a national, international press corps, a U.S. senator, head of the Foreign Relations Committee, being charged by the Obama administration for all kinds of acts of corruption. He would hold everyone up. He'd say, guys, gals, please, we got to wait till Dominic Carter gets here. And they would always say to themselves, why? Because he knew 
he was talking to potential jurors, and the person locally that was the trusted news guy was Dominic Carter. So he would make it's him funny, wait. It's funny you say that, because at the time, I didn't understand this connection he had through me. But you're right, because the jurors, the working class people of New Jersey, were watching me on television. And I didn't understand. So that was Menendez's direct way to connect with the jury members. But let me let me say this, Curtis Sliwa, uh, and no disrespect to the federal uh, prosecutors in, in Newark, but as close as Newark is to New York City, Newark is not the Southern District of New York. Let, let's put it this way. With all due respect to prosecutors in, in, uh, in Newark, New Jersey, that's almost like double way of the Yankees. And now you're playing the New York Yankees themselves in terms of uh, the Southern District of New York. When you go up against the Southern District, you better be ready because your life is on the line. Well, uh, the only time I would differ with you is when Chris Christie, Shamu El Hefe, Chris Christie was a U.S. attorney. Why do you call a man that? Why can't you just call him his name? Because he's like Orca, the killer whale now. His whole purpose in being in this Republican primary is to try to knock Trump out, and that's never going to happen. Okay, but you know his kids are probably listening to you. I mean, come on, man. Cut him a break. You mean, oh, the demo like that? That's great, man. That's great demos. But anyway, when Chris Christie was U.S. attorney, remember, he took down. So translation, you're telling me there's no way in hell you're changing your mind. You're going to continue doing what you're doing. Okay, go ahead. But I give him props because as a prosecutor, he took out Republican crooks in New Jersey. He took out Democratic crooks. He took out Sharpie Sharp James in Newark, the most corrupt of the many in the Soprano state. He was on par with Morgenthau originally. You mentioned the Southern District in New York. Then Rudy. Then Preet Bahara. Man, they were going after high-profile targets like Damian Williams, who hasn't gotten a lot of attention. But this is a young African-American guy. He's smooth. He's no joke. No. He's no joke. He already has notches on his belt. The most recent one, FTX boy, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, you know, a bit uh, bit crime boy, knocked at the jury, found him guilty on all charges. He's got uh, Eric Adams now targeted. They, they may say he's not. He's targeting Eric Adams for corruption. And people were afraid of him because he flexed. When Sheldon Silver, my enemy, uh, was released on an appeal, when Preparo went and found, uh, got a jury to find him guilty of political corruption, on appeal, they released Shelly Silver. When they tried him again, you know who gave the opening remarks? Damian Williams. 22 pages, right? He didn't refer to the notes. Everyone who was in that courtroom said Shelley was guilty on that day. He did such a magnificent job. And remember, I added to that when they released uh, Shelley early. Yeah, I know. I'm going to bring it up. I'm, I, waiting, I'm waiting for you to finish. I to went finish. to his uh, co-op not in the one, Lower East not Side. Not one of your finest moments. Oh, I'm so proud of that. I say, hey, Shelley, what, <laughs> what are you doing here? But he was an old man, borderline senile, Doesn't Curtis, matter. when you went to his went to his apartment and rang the bell. And, and unfortunately, he answered. Well. Uh, Bobby Menendez is not senile. Just give us a little bit of an idea of what kind of a politician he is, because you got to know him up close and personal. And once again, he's been indicted, a superseding indicted, uh, basically claiming he's an agent of not just Egypt, but Qatar. He's smooth. 
He knows how to play the Latino card when necessary. He knows when to flex and say, my own party is going after me because I'm standing up for this issue, blah, blah, blah. In in private, uh, covering Menendez, he was, when we were often upstairs, uh, especially during jury deliberations. So you have two choices during uh, jury deliberations. You can sit in the courtroom or you can sit outside. Either way, you're sitting there for hours. There's nothing to do. Uh, the the defendant is is sitting there, uh, or, or, you know, not knowing what's going to happen to them. And it was often during those times when I got to know Menendez. And there there were days when he would cry and try and hide the tears. And I, I got to know him on a human level. And frankly, I, I think he knew that I would I was going to cover the case, period, no matter what happened. But with many of these politicians that are indicted, for some reason, they, they get to trust me. I, I don't know what it is. Same thing with Shelly Silver. Same thing with um, with uh, the father and son team. Um, the, the, the name escapes me. The, the the Senate majority leader at the time. Oh, Skelos. Skelos. Dean and Skelos son. and his son, Adam Skelos. Adam Skelos and I still communicate uh, today uh, via social media. And so, I, you know. Menendez, it's going to be interesting, but I have to tell you, I have to tell you, this time, I think he's going down. No doubt about it. Now, the one thing that Menendez did, took a page out of uh, the old school uh, loose leaf book of what you do when you're in trouble. You go to a black church. When he was indicted the first time, first church he went to, Trenton. Don't they all? All black. Cuomo, we see Andrew Cuomo. His only appearances are in all-black churches. Wait, I got a question. So every time I've seen Cuomo up here, I don't see you around. Do they make sure you're not around when Cuomo comes up here? Oh, yeah. No, he's got a phobia against me, like Sharpton. They see me, it throws him off their game. And when when you and Sharpton see each other, again, so you're going to join Sharpton at noon at his protest? No, but I'm going to be talking about that, and we're going to be talking about it coming up. It's like mixing ammonia and bleach. Man, we hate each other. I hate Cuomo. Cuomo hates me. But see, but with with most of these guys that I cover, it's not personal. You know, it, with with you and uh, it's and personal. Cuomo. <laughs> it's personal. There's only one man standing afterwards. Remember, it's high noon for me all the time, and I know Sharpton. Basically, we're the same age. He grew up in Brownsville. I grew up in Canarsie. I know Cuomo because we've all grown up with the Cuomo legacy. And I never bought into the propaganda of Mario Cuomo, you know, the great liberal progressive. I knew what Mario was. He had his good points, bad points. But his son, let me just say that Andrew Cuomo is no Mario Cuomo. We'll leave it at that for now. I'll tell you a story when we come back once uh, after I did a TV show with, with father Mario Cuomo. He cursed me out uh, at a at a urinal in the in the bathroom. It, it was funny because when you know I was in the bathroom, and I see these uh these these big uh, you could tell that they were state troopers. They come out and they clear the bathroom of everybody but me, and then Cuomo walks in and go, stands right next Mario Cuomo right next to the urinal next to me. And, and I'll tell you the story. Well, you know why he was cursing you out because yours was bigger than his. <laughs> Right here on your place to be, W-A-B-C. Say, wait till I squeeze you. Maybe then you'll stop the grooving. Come on, girl.
Crime running rampant in New York. You need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. Oi! This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Friends, how many of us have- 77 WABC. This is a pit bull jam ah. with a consortium of contributors. This is the theme song for Bobby Menendez, U.S. Senator, who's definitely going down with gold bars, cash, and always asking, what's the price don't, of gold today? Don't don't write him off yet, though. All, all right. All he needs is one juror, just like the last time. Just one. You're right. Uh, I just, uh, when I started this morning with you at 6, you know, I got this terminal itch for 10 days. It's driving me nuts. I forgot to mention. Ill. It's Sid Rosenberg. Is out today because Hollywood is calling. You know, the guy recently was one of the stars at Gemini Lounge. I grew up with those Gavones, uh, the real Gemini Lounge. He was great. And then Gravesend, you know, which you can catch uh, on the stream. I'll never forget, Carrie Lake was coming here for an interview with Sid. She had never met him. He had never met her. I had never met her. You know, coming from Arizona, but she's originally from Iowa. So she's coming in and doing interviews. She's in a three-way race now for the U.S. Senate, you know, against uh, cinema that Frank Morano loves because she announced she's bisexual. She wears weird dresses. And then the uh, Democratic opponent. And she meets Sid for the first time. And she goes, oh, my God, you look like a hit man. You look like you're right out she, of the movie." She really said that to him? She said it, and she meant it. I think she was with her husband at the time. Oh, my God, you look like a professional hitman. He goes, ironic that you say that. I played that in Gravesend. And now apparently he's filming for another movie. Hollywood is calling. This guy, we're going to need a crane to get him in and out of this studio. Mm. I could see the Hollywood Walk of Fame calling. Sid Rosenberg and all the star, then they take your, your hands, you know, they put it in the, right, right. the concrete there. Right, right, right. Man. I'm telling you, you got to check out Gravesend when you see him in that scene. And you say, man, just like Carrie Lake said, this guy looks like a professional hitman. So we're here today while uh, Sid Rosenberg is being filmed for an upcoming film. I'll tell you all when he's back. 
Meantime, it's Ebony and Ivory, Dominic <laughs> Cart, and Curtis Lee. We're taking you the rest of the way to 10 o'clock. Keep blowing, I got it locked up like Lindsay Lohan. Put it on my life, baby. I'm going to get you right, baby. Can't promise tomorrow, but I promise tonight. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Ebony and Ivory live together in perfect harmony. Side by side on my piano keyboard. You know, when they last played this song, when? Because I really hate this song. But come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. One verse, one verse, one. Years ago, when they had me teamed up with David Patterson. Wherever you go, there is good and bad. Oh, my God. Save it for the shower show. Everyone, everyone. Oh, God. Learn to give, learn to live. Let, come on, Please, help me, man. Take help me. A New Year's resolution. I've asked everyone at WABC <laughs> stop the singing. Uh, Sid was singing with Ebony Justin. Rudy and was singing. Ivory John Katzmatidis was singing. Hey, Sarah, Sarah. Frank Morano was singing the hot dog song. No. That's me and you, oh, man. God, Ebony no. and Ivory. Trust me. I which was, one, I which was one, was one are you? Which one are you? Which one are you? Well, actually, I'm the brother here. You sound whiter than I do. <laughs> but anyway, the last time that was played, my... Oh, God. <laughs> like James Goldberg, right? Like part. you want to be Frankie Crocker uh, or Vaughn Harper or WBLS. in perfect harmony, Ebony. We're trying to keep our audience here. <laughs> you know, the huge Sid Rosenberg audience. Knock off the singing. But everyone here at WABC... Everybody mm-hmm. is singing. Mm-hmm. And I've asked the uh, management to please pass an edict here that there should be no singing by host or host. Why can't you just sing a song that you like? Save you, it. You hate every artist. Not everyone. Yeah, I, I walk in here this morning. The, the studio felt like I was in Alaska. The well, temperature. What's the matter, black man? Uh, you don't want to be in all-white Alaska? What are you getting, the heebie-jeebies? Yeah. Hey, keep messing with me. I'm going to get sharpened on you. Yeah, we'll deal with him later on. <laughs> so anyway, last time they played this theme song, and I hated it. Uh, four years of my life was wasted at a station called AM970, The Answer. Four years, I'll never get back. Nobody listens to that. And they had me hooked up with my now husband-in-law, David Patterson, who had one thing in common with Stevie Wonder. Couldn't see. Other than that. We're going to leave that one alone. But, 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 but. Can I ask you a question? Sure. 
Why do you call Patterson your husband-in-law? Because everybody by now knows at one time I was married to Mary. Mary uh, and I produced uh, my oldest son, Anthony. He's a great kid, a great kid. Definitely. He works here at WABC. He's great job, and he loves radio, and he plays the bagpipes. Claims that he's Irish, he speaks Gaelic, and he plays the bagpipes. Wait a second. Mary doesn't have a drop of Irish blood. She's all Polish. I'm Italian and Polish. So, so you call Patterson your... He's my husband-in-law. Because he's is now, that really a term? Uh, actually, John Katsimatidis made it up to describe our relationship because he is now married to Mary and doing a wonderful job helping to raise Anthony. He's really been a good stepdad. i got to give him credit. Wait, uh, yep. you're giving someone credit. Yeah. Stop, For that, stop the press. But then again, he's also the head of raising money for the legal defense fund of Eric Adams, who, as you know, might be going to the big house in chains and shackles. We'll talk about that later on. But let's talk about, without a doubt, the story of the day. And I know everybody has their favorite stories. But I got a chance to meet about a month ago at the Empire Steakhouse in the early morning the new Speaker of the House of Representatives. Remember for a while there, McCarthy, oh, how could they? They've all forgotten McCarthy. It's like, you know what happens. Right. You're no longer there, the real gone estate. Tomorrow. Right, you're no longer on the real estate. That's it, you're gone. So wait, wait, wait. Are you saying one day that's what's going to happen to you and I? Easily. They lend us the microphones every day. If they were to suddenly decide, hey, that's it, it's over. So you're telling me that one day... Some young bucks are going to walk in here and say, get that Sliwa and Carter. Get those old men out of there. Don't you realize what what my job here is at WABC, other than broadcasting all the time, it's I run the Curtis Sliwa boot camp for talk radio. I'm developing a whole new generation of talk radio hosts. So you want to develop the people that are going to replace us. There's no doubt that's going to happen. And it has to be that way. Just like we look at people in the House of Representatives or the Senate who have to go who are in their 90s or federal judges in their 90s falling asleep while they're hearing very serious cases. There comes a time when you're never going to do it yourself when John Katsimatidis will come in and sing, K Sarah, Sarah, right? And that's it. And you just got, hey, this this is the business that we're involved in, Dominic. <laughs> they lend you the microphone one day, and they could take it back the next day. Be grateful that you have the microphone. So you're telling me that one day, 25 years from now, you and I will bump into each other in Florida and we'll be old men? I will never be in Florida. Why not? Never. Why not? They're going to bury me here in New York City. If my enemies don't bury me first, uh, I'll be buried the normal way, right, with Nancy, well, now she'll outlive me. She's a hipster millennial. Uh, my mother, my father, my sisters, you know, we got to plot everything, and my enemies are always, you know, hoping. So, wait, hoping you already have a plot that's ready for you? I, it ain't my plot. It was bought by the fuck. You know how Catholic families are, Catholic <clears throat> cemetery, or by plot, and they sell you like 29 spots in one, one hole, right? They got room for like 29 caskets. It's a mom, dad. There's not that many of us. So here. so me and you will be together. Hell no. That'll never happen. Maybe in hell where we won't be wearing an asbestos suit <laughs> at the rate you're going and I'm going. But in this business of ours, we are on the prime real estate in all of radio by day. And right now we're still in darkness. So we are the number one radio Wait, station in the world. Why it's got to be darkness? Well, that makes us number one in the world because when it's light out, we're number one in the nation. 
And anybody who has a show here on WABC is going to be heard all over the world. You know, with the app, with the with the stream, so many Correct. different ways. Correct. You're out of this real estate. Yeah, you can count the number of people who are listening to you on one or two hands. I lived that way for four years at AM 970. The end. I'm never getting those four years back. Coming here to WABC is nothing bigger, nothing better. So you have to take care of it. You got to cherish it because, hey, John and Margot are the last. I'll call them the last of the Mohicans. Oh, Mohican, Mohicans will probably get upset. They're on the Canadian border with Plattsburgh, right, New York. Because they're a family operation. There are so few family operations left in radio and television you, you and say any form of entertainment. So now I know you've been just about everywhere, Curtis Lee. Well, Curtis Lee, well, uh, with you, Dominic Carter, and for Sid Rosenberg. Sid has the day off doing some filming. So, so you mentioned the Canadian border. Have you ever been up there? Canadian border, Plattsburgh, yes. Plattsburgh? Yes. Do you know I found out something interesting recently when I went up there for the first time, right? I didn't know that we have Amish in New York State. Oh, Did yeah. you know that? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know that. Amish and Mennonites. Absolutely. The further you go out west, the closer you get to Ohio, parts of Pennsylvania, Amish, uh, Mennonites, you know, it's an old school. They live an old school lifestyle. It's funny because I saw I saw quite a few Amish and I, I didn't see any brothers. But you know who else? Who? You went up to Cortland State yes. at a school. Yes, yes. Anthony Weiner went up to Plattsburgh at right. a SUNY school right, right near the border there, right. uh, which a lot of people don't give the SUNY uh, system credit, but it has produced Hakeem Jeffries as much as I don't like him. That's right, Binghamton. He could become the future Speaker of the House, number three in line, when the Democrats get the majority in the House. And that'll be at some point in the future. It always goes back and forth. It won't be Johnson at some point. He will be number three in line, graduate of the SUNY. So we're not talking Harvard and Yale here, which uh, is the tradition. Don't mention Harvard. Don't, don't, mention, we'll talk about don't, don't, don't mention Harvard. Don't mention Harvard. Because Claudine Gay says... That that she lost the job as president because she's black. Now she didn't get the job because she's black, but she lost. We'll, we'll talk about that. But, well, but let's just say the phrase that I developed long here ago. Here we go. Here we go. Dominic, com- Dominic, your complexion is not your protection, Dominic. Exactly. But for her, that's how she got the job. Her complexion was her protection. But let's talk about Johnson, the new speaker. Okay. A month ago, I was at the Empire Steakhouse. John was there with his daughter, who's the head, uh, Andrea, of the Manhattan GOP. All the GOP big shots from New York State were there. First time in the company of brand-new Speaker Johnson. And it was interesting because he said then, we're going to go down to the border. It's going to be make or break at the border. Now, nobody knew at that time a month ago that he would be leading a group of 60 GOP House members, which he did yesterday, And they had a press conference after they saw how porous the border was because we won't let Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service, ICE do their job and keep the illegal aliens out. That's what I call them. And what he announced needed to be announced. So, hey, many of you can opine for McCarthy, but he never did this. Johnson said if the Biden administration does not seal the border in 16 days, We're shutting down government. You can kiss that $60 billion for the Ukraine goodbye, $14 billion for Israel, uh, $4 billion for Taiwan, 
And the $8 billion you put aside for border security better mean new rules and regulations for asylum. Because right now, anybody shows up at the border, all they have to do is say, asylum seeker, and we let them in. So they are prepared to shut government down in 16 days if the border is not closed. Chuck Schumer had a heart attack. He said, but we're negotiating. We negotiate. He said, no more negotiations. What Johnson is doing is leadership. Yeah. That that is is true leadership on behalf of the American people. Now some may say, Dominic, how can you say that, you know, you're gonna the economy and so on and and, and, and shutting down government. Yes. But at some point, Curtis, uh, you know, we're already looking at election year uh gimmicks at, at the supermarkets, at the gas pump, uh with with the with the inflation numbers, you know, everything is getting better for the American people. Oh, it just happens to be an election year. Look at that. But when you talk about the border, right? Look look at what look at what is happening in New Jersey. And I know we're gonna talk about this later on. New Jersey is like, hey New York, yeah, Democrat, we're Democrat. Uh uh-uh, uh, you're not sending these migrants over here. We're gonna have the police escort them from the moment they get off that bus, we're going to escort them to the train. They will not stay for 15 minutes in New Jersey. That's right. New Jersey transit cops are the coyotes for the rest of the trip to the Roosevelt Hotel. Isn't that something? But Johnson threw the gauntlet down. We will shut down government in 16 days because, you know, they're always having to raise the debt ceiling, raise right, right, the, right, the deficit right, ceiling, right. which is crazy. It, it, it's what I call dun-dun-dun. It's right. like you go down to the last hour. Will they reach a deal? This time, the speaker, the brand-new speaker that no one heard of from Louisiana, knew. Nobody right? Knew. Nobody knew. This guy is showing leadership. Listen, either we fix this problem or shut it down. If the border is not closed and we don't have new rules for asylum seekers, because right now anybody shows up at the border, you cross over, you say, even if you don't know what two words in English, asylum seeker, they immediately parole you into the United States. They give you a court date at some uh, future century. You know, it's like seven, nine years. Right, 15 years, 10 years from then. They don't background check you. Isn't that a great scheme? Of course. There's no medical checks. There's no vaccination. Now we see in our New York City system, our public school system, where the kids have been allowed to come in, the uh, illegal alien kids, head lice. There's an epidemic oh. of head lice. Right. Oh. You go to the city municipal system. Tuberculosis is overwhelming the system. We had pretty much eliminated tuberculosis. Now, I'm familiar with it because when I spent a lot of time in Tijuana, in Colonia Juarez and Colonia Libertad, this is years ago in the 80s, uh, this is where all the illegals would come and then run across the border and the coyotes would take them right into a trap. Wait, where were you? Colonia Libertad, Colonia Juarez, right where Tijuana meets the San Ysidro Canyon. And what were you doing there? Oh, watching at first the Tijuana cops off duty with their with their windbreakers on, holding up illegal aliens. The coyotes were bringing them right into a trap. They'd rape them, rob them, beat them, and then just leave them to their own means. And we went out there and we stopped that nonsense because back then, La Migra, meaning immigration, all they were told to do, and they still are told to do this, when you see them crossing illegally, tackle them if they don't stop. Tackle them back then. Put them on a bus. Fingerprint them, right? Photograph them. Book them. Send them four backs, four miles back in on a, a green line bus to release them. And then they would come back and do it all over again from a soccer field in Tijuana. Now you got the fence. 
you got all kinds of electronic gear. Back then, there was nothing. You had a few roosters and chickens right where the border is, and they would just keep coming over. But think about this, and this is why I'm saluting the new House Speaker Johnson. Think about this for a second. The migrants say, you know, they get here, Nueva York, Nueva York. Why? Why? Because free housing. Everything's free. I really, I really call it pimping because they are pimping the American people. There, there is no doubt about it. Oh, dominate! They're, 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 uh, they're, 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 they're not, they haven't done anything wrong. They're innocent. They're just seeking a better life. Well, what about Americans here that are seeking a better life? What about that? And so it's a great thing. It is, it is true leadership what the Republicans are doing. Absolutely. Right? At, Again, at the border situation. Uh, Speaker Johnson with 60 GOP members at his side after touring the border and realizing how bad it is, how we have uh, hamstrung and handcuffed the immigration police, has said we will shut government down in 16 days if the border is not sealed and closed. And if we don't have new rules for asylum, we should all cheer them on, because if we don't close this border down, we will be overwhelmed. We're already overwhelmed. The already, invasion already. will just continue. Right here on your place to be, it's Ebony and Ivory today. While Sid is away filming a new movie, Hollywood is calling Sid Rosenberg. So right now. And Ivory God. live together in perfect Spare me. Harmony. Save it I for love the you, man. shower store. I love you, man. No, I don't go that way. I Dominic love you, God. brother. No, no you lip blocking here. Brother. No, no, no. I ain't your brother, and I ain't lip blocking you right here on WABC. What we need to survive together alive. Boy, my best friend. Boy. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. From my friends. 77 WABC. Dominic Carter. Why not? Why not, Curtis Lewa? No way. As we have any in Ivory today, substituting for Sid, who's away, like Lens Lice, doing more movie time. Hey, by the way, Curtis, for yep. those those that may be looking online, if we're online right now, and, you know, I rarely come to work without a suit and tie, but remember, I'm on two hours sleep. And I am sporting the Christmas gift from my grandkids, Eva and Carter, where they bought me a uh, a polo shirt. So I'm a proud grandpa wearing what my kids, my grandkids 
uh, approaches for oh, me. Oh, so you also have a grandchild who was named after Jimmy Carter. He's got to wear that around. Like oh, my, boy. Like Here my middle go. son, Carter, who's got to wear that around. What were you named after, Jimmy Carter? Well, my daughter and her husband came up with the name, but it was, I believe it was, it was in honor of me. Well, I, I tell believe. you, damn well, I didn't come up with that name. But let's get down to the name that resonated for an hour. Yesterday, my wife, Nancy, joined me for the Rip and Read. She'll be doing that on Tuesdays and Thursdays. She does the deep dive as an e-attorney, you know, bringing up all the information that people need to know. She does a great job. And she cut up all the responses at the press conference that Eric Adams has only once a week now for off-topic questions. Usually lasts an hour. He has his whole army of uh, appointees there, and they're all like zombies. You know what that really is, right? It's a crutch. Right, it's a crutch. As someone that did this for 40 years, if it's either the mayor stands there and answers questions for an hour, or you have your deputies there with you and you let them eat up 90% of the time and you only have 10% of the time, it's a way to avoid answering questions. Correct, and he has corporation counsel making sure that whatever he says does not upset the feds who have targeted him for investigation right, for corruption. Right, right, but right. Nancy brought to me all these cuts. We played them on air for the Rip and Read. Everything was an attack by Eric Adams on Governor Abbott in Texas. I mean, for the full hour. Now, he, he's adopting this new strategy to make the white boogeyman there in the wheelchair in Texas, you know, the object of derision, of hate. Not only people here know who Governor Abbott is for the it, most it's part. Not, it's not working. It, it, it's, a, it's a waste of the mayor's time. The, the mayor, here's one of the problems that Eric Adams faces. He needs to fire his entire communication staff. Whoever's advising him, they're giving him very bad advice. The fact of the matter is no one is blaming Governor Abbott for outsmarting you because that's what Abbott did. All New Yorkers know is that it was you, Mr. Mayor, that said, come to New York. You're welcomed here. I will send my immigration commissioner to the bus to welcome you, to embrace you. You open the floodgate. Now, you can talk around this problem all you want to, but come re-election time, New Yorkers will be well aware of the fact of who opened the gates to the city. You're absolutely correct. They're vilifying Abbott. Most New Yorkers don't know who Abbott is. It's a waste of time. It's a waste uh, of time. And, you know, he's trying to play the race card again. Because remember, at first he called Abbott a racist. Then he called him a madman. Yesterday he said he's trying to divide us while I'm trying to unite so wait, us. So can I use that line if if you and I disagree? Can I say you're racist? Because I'm thinking about Claudine Gay. I'm thinking about Mayor Adams. So if I disagree with you, can I say you're racist, Curtis Lee? Well, your complexion is your protection, Dominic, on this. <laughs> That's your card in the deck, right? You take the playing cards. You got the complexion is your protection card that you can just throw down on that table. Curtis Lee disagreed with me. He is racist. And the guy who's smiling from all this attention is in Austin in his wheelchair. Oh, he's smiling big time. One tough Texan. Remember how you had Chuck Norris, uh, who played Texas Ranger, mm-hmm. the great martial mm-hmm. artist? Mm-hmm. He's having his Texas Rangers soon arrest the illegals as they cross the border. The federal government has said, take down the razor wire. That's illegal. What? 
take down the buoys that you put in the Rio Grande, like at summer camp. Remember they put buoys out there? Right, to, right, said, Don't right. go beyond the buoys. You right. know, there could be a shark in the lake, even though there were no sharks. Right. But anything to scare you, you knew, don't go beyond the buoys. They got to take that down. So basically, Governor Abbott has taken every Democrat on, including Joe Biden. In an hour of a press conference with Eric Adams blaming Abbott for every problem in New York City, he never once said President Joe Biden sealed the borders. He has said over and over the policy of New York City is open borders. So until you decide to sit down with Abbott and agree to disagree on everything else, except the border needs to be sealed, Abbott's going to continue to send these buses up. Not only that, he's outsmarting Mayor Adams. So Abbott sits back in Texas and says, oh, let him make his announcement of his executive order. Let him do it. Let him get his fanfare. Let him get his headlines. Gotcha. Send the buses to Sequoia. Well, we're going to discuss that up next because Eric Adams clearly doesn't have an advisor about Jersey. Although he spent enough time right in apartment 22H in Fort Lee when he was running for mayor, you would but think. Wait, you don't have that confirmed that the mayor lives in New Jersey. I went there. I went to apartment 22H in the campaign, and Jumani Williams brought it up yesterday. We'll talk about that later. You know sparks are flying because Eric Adams said, Jumani, you live in the fort, meaning Fort Hamilton, the fort. He does. And Jumani shot back, said, oh, yeah, from a guy who lives in Fort Lee, you're going to tell me about where I'm living? I live in New York City. Where do you live, pal? But the public advocate, Jumani Williams, needs to slow his role. Oh, we will discuss all of that coming up. You don't want to miss it. It's Ebony and Ivory, Dominic Carter and Curtis Sliwa. Valenzalice, Sid Rosenberg, again filming a movie. This guy will soon be out there in the Hollywood Hall and Walk of Fame. I guarantee you. Right here on WABC. Friends in the morning, 77 WABC. Get down, 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 So, Curtis Lewa. Dominic Carter here. We're in for Sid Rosenberg. What do you know about this? Uh, the original Cool in the Gang, Papa Bell, and they were followers of Scooey Louis Farrakhan, Jersey City. Not far from where our news director, Noam Laden, lives. Love the music. Saturday Night Fever, the soundtrack, when they sing the song Open Sesame, Turn the House Out. So this is one of the times where I had to define... Politics separating from music. They're hardcore followers of Scooby Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. And just to relate to you, Dominic, one summer, had his lovely family in the shadow of the Harlem, uh, Harlem Hospital, Hospital 
for the uh, annual Black Book Fair. You were selling your book about mental health and all the experiences you had with a mother who was afflicted with this. Great book. You should all get it. This guy's the expert on mental health and emotionally disturbed persons and what they go through. And I show up. It's like 125 degrees in the shade. I got my wool beret on. It's dripping just from perspiration. And I thought you were about to start a riot. So they got to stand there for Schooly Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. I call them the Fruit of the Loom boys because they had their bow ties, nice suits, you know, militant looking, you know, guys buffed, you know, right out of prison. <laughs> and I go up to them and Dominic, his wife, they're having a heart attack. They got their kids with them. I said, don't worry, Dominic. I want a Bialian bean pie. That's what they always sell, the bean pies. And they got the final call newspaper. Right. So, you know, I'm going to buy a final call newspaper for a buck. No, that's not what you did. You went inch, inches away from their face and said something like, where's Farrakhan? No, I said, where's Screwy Louie Farrakhan? Right. I said, where's your cult leader? And they looked at you like, Curtis, please leave us alone. Exactly. Because I was ready to set it off. And you know me. I, I don't I don't surrender. I don't retreat. I don't back up. But you were the only white person there for miles. That's right. I was the Caucasian persuasion, the snow so, bro. So, so your your protection was your your. What do you say? What what's, what's you're saying? My complexion was not my protection in that group. Hey, I'm looking at my social media. Right, yes. you can send us comments at Dominic TV on X Twitter. Susan Hoffman referring to your scratching. Curtis Lewa has been scratching. I guess in all the right places for the last two and a half hours. Uh, we started this morning with each other at about 4.45 a.m. Susan says, please go to the doctor and have some blood work done. Have you done that, Mr. Sliwa? Yes. Oh, you have had blood work yes, done? Yes, I've had all of that done. And you're still scratching? Every moment of the day for 10 straight days. And remember, the Florence Nightingale of WABC has brought me cortisone 10, Benadryl. I've had it all. Nothing working here. I'm like a junkyard dog with fleas, right? Ruff, ruff, ruff. Nasty. But anyway, let's get hey, back hey, on hey. track. Wait, we can get on track. Yeah. But explain this to me. You, you like got the beard growing in, you know, and it's gray and you're letting it grow. Nancy wants it that way. She loves the beard. Really? Some people like the beard. Other, George Pataki, the former governor, came in yesterday to appear on the five o'clock roundtable discussion with John uh, Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. He says to me, he goes, oh, I like you in a beard, but your beard is gray. Makes you look older. Get rid of the beard. Have you have you turned to, what's that product um, for men? Um, uh, Nair, the, uh, hair removal. No, not, 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 the, not, not, the hair, not the hair removal. That stuff used to stink. I forgot the name. I'm the one where you can dye the little gray out. What do they call it? Uh, Wait, it's you, something for men. You touch of gray, right? Are you, right, are you right, out of right. your mind, touch of gray? Right. No. No, no, no. way. No, I, and lucky, there's nothing on up top underneath the beret that I could put a touch of beret, uh, gray on. You know what I found out recently? Yes. Right, right, right. And I did it a little bit, right, right. Uh, at home, they don't know what I did. So I went to get a haircut, right, right. You go to the, oh, brother, go black to the brother. Shop. Yeah, go, go like to the a, black barber shop. That's a five-hour experience. Right, 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 right. But I like to sit there and go to sleep. I don't want to talk politics. I don't want to talk Trump. I don't want to talk Biden. I just want to sit here and sleep until it's my turn to get my hair cut, right, or my son's turn. Curtis, they put something, they sprayed something in my hair, and I had hair up top. Can you believe that? 
Oh yeah, that's, that's I didn't I didn't know anything about that's it. That's faux hair. That's fake hair. Right, but they just sprayed it and yeah, like and well, like I was like Denzel Washington, yeah, you know. Years ago, years ago, they started it with the McWhitey Whiteys first. Mm. Remember, they used to have late night TV. They would show you spray on your hair, right, 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 and, and it would make it appear that you had hair. So a guy named Webner who was a councilman at that time from the family of the Webners, you know, it was all nepotism, was having a press conference at City Hall. He had, you know, used that spray on his hair for fake hair. And it was hot, and it started dripping <laughs> down his face and all on his suit and his white shirt. It's like, nah, man, if you ain't got the hair, let it be real. They, they told me just don't uh, take a shower for four to five hours. But it was like I, I felt like I was 21 again. Yeah, you keep you know. doing that. Everybody else will know this is a guy who's having a midlife crisis. <laughs> Get yourself a convertible car, right? That's your midlife crisis gift because the fake hair don't do it. So you wouldn't do it? Hell no. And I don't need to do it. I'm always wearing a red beret. That's right. I, have I ever seen you without your beret on? Almost never. Even when you're sick, you have that beret on. Damn right. When I sleep. The whole nine yards have berets when, attached to when my did, I know We got a million and one topics to get to. When when do you sleep? There'll be plenty of time to sleep when I'm dead. That's all you get. That's all you do. When they put you in your cardboard box, because for some of us, you won't be able to afford a casket when all is said and done. Put you in the cardboard box. They fold your arms, give you half suit, half shoes. That's it. You sleep in perpetuity. And like you said, you and I will be buried together. So No, we will not be buried together. I can assure you of that. Why not? Because you're a brother and, and I'm a McWhitey Whitey. And that's wait, and that's why we can't be buried together? And for more reasons than that. Now, let's get back to uh Jersey. So your brother from another, Eric Adams, uh decides that he has something in common with Governor Murphy, that they're both Democrats, they're both in charge of the sanctuary city, state, and that he's expecting Murphy to sit down with him and begin the same process of trying to bar the buses like he's done. Although, if a bus comes in to the Port Authority between 8 in the morning and 12 noon, Monday through Friday, and they've uh, informed uh, City Hall 32 hours in advance, uh, the bus can discharge the passengers from the border, the uh, Abbott buses. Uh, they're charter buses, now party buses. They're not even the old pound of Greyhound. Murphy has no reason to do that. I'll tell you why, because there's nobody at City Hall giving guidance there. Hey, number one, Murphy's wife is trying to replace Menendez. So if Menendez is in the primary, which he says he is, with Congressman King, a very popular Kim a very popular Asian congressman. That's a three-way race. We already know that Menendez has wanted to unseal the border. He wants them all coming in. Andale, andale. If she all of a sudden is associated with her husband who's going to be trying to, oh, well, we're going to house the the illegals here and not send them on to New York City. Eric has out of his mind. He's already assigned New Jersey transit cops, that's state cops, a state transit authority, the moment they get off the bus at Secaucus at the Frank Lautenberg station, you've been there many times I've been. It's like a maze. You get lost going in and out of there. 
And the New Jersey Transit cops are the coyotes. They say, hey, amigo, follow me. <laughs> they take them right on to the New Jersey Transit train right. to Penn so, Station. Only a five-minute ride. Five-minute ride to Penn Station in New York. And I wouldn't doubt. Poor, poor Mayor Adams. I poor wouldn't doubt. Mayor Adams. They take them the rest of the way to the Roosevelt Hotel for processing. Because Mayor Adams is being played in this entire process. Here's what I don't understand, right? And I, I want to know what you think what Giuliani would have done. Because I think Giuliani would have went out there and sent, and turned the buses around himself and said, I understand you're going to take me to federal court. I'll see you in court. Exactly. We'll battle it out in court. Exactly. But for today and for the immediate future, these buses are not coming here to New York City. And when we come back, why? That's what the mayor should have done. Well, you're damn right, and we'll never do it because, again, he says the policy of New York City is to support open borders and not to work with ICE, Lemigre, Immigration and Natural Reserve uh, well, Whatever service. happened to ICE? Well, I'll explain that coming back because I've always said we need to put them on a pedestal. And also why other mayors in northern Jersey will not cooperate with Eric Adams. Somebody down at City Hall has to school him on the politics of Jersey because other than living in Fort Lee in apartment 22H, he knows nothing about the politics. Yours truly, Curtis Lee, Dominic Carter said to take you the rest of the way to 10 o'clock. Uh, get it. Feel the funk, y'all. Let it flow. WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Don't you love her badly? Don't you need her Oh, my favorite Jim Morrison in the doors. Let me get back on the New Jersey beat. Well, wait, I got a question for you, and it's 757, 757. Good morning, everyone. Dominic Carter, Curtis Lee, we're here with you. N4, Sid Rosenberg. Sid is off this morning uh, shooting a movie. So how do you know so much about New Jersey politics? Because I spent a lot of time there, like Hoboken, right? Where uh, one square mile, Frank Sinatra land, the mayor there, Ravi Bali, is a Sikh. He wants to replace Bobby Menendez Jr. for Congress. He's not going to want to keep the illegal aliens there, even though it's a sanctuary state. Steve Fulop, from where Noam Laden is, Jersey City, he's running for governor. He's not going to want to keep the illegal aliens. They're all guiding them towards New York City. So, for example, last night it was at Campagnola, the restaurant, 74th and 1st. An entire New Jersey delegation came over to, sp- uh, to speak with me and see me about the 9th Congressional District. That's where Congressman Pascal is. He's 87. He was the mayor of Patterson. He's got to go. And Dr. Hector Castillo had run against him. This is Latino power. This is the new wave of Republicanism. Dr. Hector Castillo ran against him years ago. He got 40% of the vote. The Latino population has increased sizably since then. So people talk about how, oh, Republicans are going to get more black votes, more Jewish votes. Knock yourself out. You're not. Latino votes, yes. Latina votes, yes. And so I was talking with Dr. Hector Castillo from Franklin Lakes, who out running in the 9th Congressional District, with Johnny Gunji Rivera, hardcore Democrat. Because I always say you must bring moderate Democrats together with Republicans if you're going to win races. 
And that's why I've set up these Ronald Reagan uh, clubs, which does exactly that. So the power of Jersey is the fact that although they have a lot of the same problems as New York City, <laughs> we're trying to jam congestion pricing down their throats. Why would they co- cooperate with New York City? Bottom, bottom line, Murphy is saying, uh, as it relates to the to the migrants, he's saying, Adams, good luck with that. It's your issue. It's your problem. You deal with it. As a matter of fact, uh, a point that we made early this morning on air, uh, Murphy said, look, it is New York that has the federal resources. This is what he really said yep. to handle the migrant crisis. And not only that, lead story in the New York Post today is uh, Broadway, the Great White Way, all the shows, off-Broadway, Broadway, the suburban uh, people attending, they're not coming because they don't feel comfortable. Can you blame them? Not Can you at blame all. Them? So why the hell would anybody from New Jersey want to cooperate from us since we're trying to screw them? As we continue right here, Ebony and Ivory here. It's Dominic Carter, yours truly, Curtis Lee. in for Sid Rosenberg here at WABC. Cloudy on this Thursday, January 4th. Good morning, I'm Noam Layton. Snowstorm headed our way this weekend. The year that Washington crossed the Delaware, there were 90 inches of snow in New Jersey, and we haven't had nine in the last four years. Yeah, he's right about this. The system rolling in Saturday night, expected to bring a snow-rain mix that won't amount to much here in the city. North and west of the city, though, could see around six inches of snow. Donald Trump's name appears in the first batch of unsealed documents from Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking case. The documents reportedly have over 150 50 names of people who've been associated with the late disgraced financier, including Bill Clinton and Britain's Prince Andrew. Other notable names mentioned include the late Michael Jackson, lawyer Alan Dershowitz, and magician David Copperfield. Newer cops ever murder mystery to solve. Someone shot Imam Hassan Sharif outside his mosque. People who know Sharif say they don't know anyone who had a beef with him. Yeah, that's the same question a lot of us have here. Um, why would you want to kill Hassan Sharif? My heart is really hurting over him. You're not afraid to attack an, an imam. How about the average Muslim? Police say they don't have a motive for the gunfire, though they do not believe it's a biased crime or domestic terror. Neighbors who live near the mosque say bullets fly there all the time and that the imam may have been just a robbery victim. Mayor Adams says crime is down in America's biggest city. He says the numbers are even more impressive when it comes to violent crime like murders and shooting, which were down double digits last year compared to 2022. Murder down 12 percent. The shooting incidents down 25 percent. The highest decrease in shooting incidents in New York City since 1995. The crime numbers may be down, but Broadway attracting fewer theater goers from the New York City suburbs. And a major reason, according to a new survey, is crime. Suburbanites accounted for 14% of ticket sales last year. That's the lowest number on record in the 23 years the Broadway League has tracked such data. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Clouds this morning may see peaks of sun this afternoon, high 44. 
8.02 now. Let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk and Justin Elk. Thank you, Nolan Layden. Sports sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com to find a dealer near you. They're the world's best-built boilers starting locally here on the hardwood last night at the Garden. Julius Randle, he went for 35. Jalen Brunson went for 31 and 13 assists. And the Knicks beat the visiting Chicago Bulls 116-100. to Out in Houston, the Nets, they get beat again by the Rockets by a score of 112-101. to The Nets have lost five in a row and 10 of their last 12 now. Both teams will take a breather with off days today before respectively returning to action tomorrow night. On the ice in D.C., Michael McLeod opened the scoring floodgates late in the second period for the Devils, who would pour it on in the third on their way to a 6-3 to road victory over the Washington Capitals. And tonight, the Rangers and Islanders, after an off night last night, they get set to return to the ice. At the Garden tonight, the Rangers will welcome in the Chicago Blackhawks for a 7 p.m. puck drop before the Islanders butt heads with the Coyotes in Arizona at 9 p.m. That's sports, sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com to find a dealer near you. They're the world's best built boilers. I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. 803 now, traffic, transit. Here's Joe Norman. From the Ray Katina Porsche traffic desk, we still have delays inbound on the Gowanus BQE as you come on all the way across Staten Island. Very, very heavy and slow. It's a little better than it was, though, as you start to come uh, up and onto the Verrazano Bridge. At least it starts to move a little bit as you come across. But then... Uh, very slow until you get to Industry City, then a little sluggish, and then bumper to bumper rest of the way to the Brooklyn Bridge. Now, if you're southbound on the BQE, that accident up by the Kosciuszko is still causing problems. Again, the left lane out, you've got a pretty big delay as you begin to travel out onto the southbound side. Now, elsewhere, uh, you've got some problems coming inbound on the Gowanus BQE. As we said, also as you travel at the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel, it's pretty heavy this morning for some reason. Also, both ways on the Van Wyke, you've got some slow traffic, uh, inbound at the Lincoln Tunnel, about a 20-minute delay, about 30 off of 1 and 9 from the Turnpike, heading into the Holland, and about a 30-minute delay inbound at the George Washington Bridge, and mass transit in pretty good shape. Make the holidays merry and bright with a 2024 Porsche Macan. Lease one for $9.49 a month for 39 months at Ray Katina Porsche in Edison. 5638 do it signing qualified buyers, tax licensing, registration, extra details at RayCatinaPorsche.com. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Ooh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Making hard space, making hard space. He's loved it. 
the good morning, 8.07 a.m., seven minutes past the hour of 8 a.m. Curtis Lewa, Dominic Carter here with you. Good morning, everyone. Curtis Lewa, this song is right up your alley. Smooth operator. Every time I hear this, I actually heard it in London organizing the Guardian Angels the first time because Sade was from mm-hmm. the U.K. Mm-hmm. Huge there and then blew up here. This was Barack Obama's theme song, Smooth Operator. That's what even his critics would say. Barack Obama, smooth operator. Unfortunately for our mayor, Eric Adams, they call him Swagger Man with no plan. No, you call him Swagger Man with no plan. I said I call him. Oh, I thought you said they call him. No, I call him. And it's caught on. People say, hey, Swagger Man with no plan. You see... You end up tagging him. I call him Smooth Operator. Smooth Operator. <laughs> Chad Lopez chose that classic by Sade, Smooth right? Operator. The president of the company joining us this morning, Mr. Lopez. <laughs> so yesterday, he's at One Police Plaza. Finally, Eddie Caban, out of town, Eddie Caban shows up. Wait, I thought it was out of town, Lee Brown. That was during Dinkins' years. Right. Both times he was away, there were riots, Crown Heights and Washington But you have to give Caban credit. I know you're unwilling to do so. Caban is like, listen, I'm not blowing my job for anybody. Out of sight, out of mind. That's me. Yet, with the threat of a terror uh, attack for the dropping of the ball in Times Square and the Hamas crazies demonstration de jour, he was in the DR, Dominican Republic. The mayor was asked that this past Friday before the dropping of the ball, and he said, oh, he's signing documents in the DR, Dominican Republic. Later on, the press uh, corps was informed, no, he's on vacation. In fact, he was last seen wearing a sombrero on the beaches of DR. He had in one hand a Long Island iced tea, in the other hand a margarita, and the other hand a mojita. Uh, so he was on vacation. Let me, well, the police commissioner is entitled to take a vacation. No, not when you're brand new on the job and we have He's so many He's been on the job problems. for over a year. Not even a year. Remember, it was uh, uh, Sewell who uh, left. Who? Exactly. <laughs> She's now head of security for the New York Mets. She but, did a great job. She really did a good but job. yesterday they were uh, patting themselves on the back so hard they'd have to go for chiropractic adjustments at one police plaza, claiming the crime is down, shootings are down, murders are down. We're back. We're safe. We're secure. And nowhere did any of the reporters say, well, wait a second. Part of the problem is the cops are not making arrests, period. And when they do make arrests, the moment they bring them back to the precinct, they're downgrading them. And I revealed this with uh, Katz and Cosby the other day because John is always railing about this. I said, John, let me be specific. You get busted on a robbery and they'll knock it down to a larceny. You get busted for a burglary, it's suddenly trespassing, which is like fair evasion. If you get busted for assault, which is skyrocketing in the city, you get you get uh, charged with harassment. Those are those are all violations. They're not even misdemeanors. It's interesting that you mentioned this. Where, where is the uh, Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg? He's been rather quiet lately. One thing we're going to do with Alvin Bragg, and this was brought to my attention by my wife Nancy, who has joined me now Tuesdays and Thursdays on the Rip and Read. She does the deep dive, and we have to prove it is true. Apparently. Alvin Bragg is sitting on $40 million of personal wealth. Uh, Letitia James, $15 million. Chuck Schumer, $80 million. Now, we're checking that. 
because okay, it's, but, it's but, out there. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. Where wait, the wait, hell wait. would these people be getting well, work like well, that? Well, Bragg was a uh, assistant prosecutor for the state for a number of years. You don't get right? paid much doing that. His family owns, I believe, a brownstone in Harlem. That's got to be worth at least $10 million. You don't get $40 million from that. But I think he comes from a, a family of influence. You think. Dominic, right. you need to know. Right, right, right. Well, I mean. You what, see what they've always said about politics. You go in begging right. to raise money to run. And then you plead poverty that you're doing selfless service because right. you could be making millions in the private sector. And then you leave your office, whether you're unelected or you retire. And you're a millionaire ten times over, both Democrats and Republicans. Well, stock tips will uh, do oh, that. Oh, okay. Insider <laughs> trading information. You get rewards. You get wine-dined in pocket line that way. But, well. but be listening to the Rip and Read tomorrow. Nancy's okay. going to do the deep dive on that. Okay. But let's get down to what was said at One Police Plaza. Car theft has skyrocketed 198%. Yes. 198%. And it's all over, all five boroughs. And the shoplifting, the boosting, and also the porch pirates. And that's a problem even in the suburbs where uh, the police never make arrests. Hey, it's something serious here, right? It's so bad with the with the items locked up in the store. I finally figured out a way to beat this because I have zero patience, zero. Because when you go into the store and you need toothpaste, you have to ask Keisha or whoever the uh, employee, and Keisha's got an attitude. Keisha's got drama with her boyfriend. Keisha's smacking her teeth. She doesn't want to work. You got to sit there and stand there for twenty minutes to get toothpaste. I finally figured it out, Curtis. I'm having something's being delivered to my home today. Order it through Amazon, and that way you don't have to stand in line for twenty minutes. Oh, and I noticed. See, that's why your complexion is your protection. Remember Al Slim Shady Sharpton, who we're going to be talking about in the nine o'clock hour, as he says, Chancellor Gay was <laughs> removed. This is an attack on all black women, on black people. He was the first one to say that about toothpaste. Remember on Morning Joe, right? Right. He did. He did. But wait, 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 wait. So you see how, what you have in common. But wait, wait. How can it be attack on an attack on all black women? When Dr. Gay made $900,000 a year and Dr. Gay's residence was paid for by Harvard, the travel budget, the entertainment budget, how can there be a comparison to black women when she was in the upper class? We'll, we'll talk about that. So you're going to join Sharpton at noon. Up. He's going to be, no, he's going to be outside. No, we're talking the... about him on the rip and read from 12 to 1. But oh, you're going to talk about him. Let's go back to smooth okay. operator Eric smooth Adams. Operator. Okay. So at some point. Wait, I thought he was swagger man with no plan. He is. But he's a smooth operator to himself because he okay. wears $5,000 customized suits. How do you know they're $5,000 suits? I know exactly the place that he gets them from. You know, I, I'm not messing with you, Curtis Lewa, because you were on the radio, and I'm like, what is this man talking about? And you were like, turkey, 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 turkey. The week after somebody's giving you insider information, the week after, dun, 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 Adams is under investigation by the feds for his relationship to Turkey. You were talking about this a week and a half in I advance. I broke that news. Who's giving you the inside information? Uh, operation Hush Hush, Mush Mush. I will not reveal my sources, Dominic. You as a reporter should know that. You never That's reveal true. a source. That's true. You take it to your grave. That's true. If you reveal a source, nobody will ever talk to you again. As they'll say, I confided in Curtis, I put my career on the line, my pension, my family, 
And then that guy divulged, even if it's just in a, you know, bravado. Hey, you know who I'm talking to. And then that's it. You destroyed somebody's career because they will retaliate. Uh, and they will make an example of that person. You better not be ratting out any information to Sliwa there. Whereas I welcome them to eat the Parmesan cheese because who's the biggest rat of all? Curtis Sliwa. I let everybody on the, the biggest radio station in the nation by day know what's going on and the biggest radio station wants to get started okay. across uh, the world. I, I know we got to stick to uh, our agenda, our plan this morning, but you don't ever worry about sometimes when you go home and it's pitch black. You don't worry about the, the feathers that you ruffle and that people, because sometimes I know when I'm arriving home, right, because it's pitch black, I'll look, and even though I have cameras everywhere, I'll look around three, four times before getting out the car, out the car because I'm worried about a bear, right, or or someone being there. You don't worry about those things? Well, you got your, your lawn jockey that's white there and promoting. You got nothing to worry about, you say. <laughs> Although of late, right? I've been on the case of this guy. You know him well. Jimmy Rodriguez used to have Jimmy's oh, Cafe in the leave Bronx. Leave Jimmy alone. At Consofrito. Leave Jimmy alone. Oh, so they're casting aspersions against me. He's got all of his rappers, yeah, you know, the, the drug dealers who have been part and parcel of the culture up there, of nightclubs. I night told clubs. you, I'll t- one night. When I get off the air at 1 a.m., yeah. I'm going to take you up there. Me, you, and Jimmy. Jimmy will sit down with oh, you. No, no, I had words me, with him me. recently. Okay, and what happened? Well, he said, whoa, whoa, you call me a drug dealer? I said, do you hang out with drug dealers, Jimmy? <laughs> Have you had drug dealers in your club, Jimmy's Cafe? You know, Fat Joe has done videos about that. Okay, but you have to understand. You have to understand, Curtis, right? So... Uh, when I don't, don't laugh. When 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 I go up there, you have to understand we, we grew up around these people, right? And let's yeah. face it, every nightclub owner, the way he gets a good crowd coming in, women clocking free because you got to have women there. If you you don't have women, you don't have men. I, I don't know what you're talking and about. And if you continue. want you want a high end crowd of politicians, or rappers, oh, with oh, your it's entourage. the high, it's the most high end right. crowd that you can imagine. Free food, free booze. I don't know about that. Dominic, how many times? I don't know about that. Oh, see, all of a sudden he's taking the code of America. Let's let's move on. So we go back to Eric Adams, who has frequented (laughs) Consofrito up there. It's one of his new clubs that he likes to hang out in. And then he decided to take on Jumani Williams, the public advocate. So in the middle of his press conference with Eddie Caban and all the police brass at one police plaza, he says, yeah, and that guy who lives in a fort, he meant Jumani Williams, who really now has control of the city council, who had two bills that passed with a veto-proof majority, both of which are horrible for the city. One that would demand that any time a cop stops you and has any kind of conversation, even if you're a tourist just Ridiculous. wanting to Ridiculous. you got to write up a form on it. That's insane. And the second one is is that if you're an incorrigible on Rikers Island or any correctional facility that the city of New York runs, you cannot be put into what we used to call the Bing, which is solitary confinement. And so, for example, the mentally ill man that allegedly stabbed those two teenagers at Grand Central Station, all you can basically do is go, ah, 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 and wave your hand at him because after he slashed his roommate, uh, his cellmate, excuse me, uh, and came back from the psych ward, there's nothing else you can do well, with him. Well, uh, a little more. You get to call a timeout, you know, like you would for your son or daughter. Okay, stay in your room for four hours. Four hours. So they segregate you for four hours, and then they release you back into the general population. 
Now, you think that person isn't going to feel like, I got it like this. I slashed this inmate, who, by the way, was an accused murderer. I got away with that. I got away with all these other crimes. Uh, I own Rikers Island. They all walk around because the gangs run Rikers Island. Everybody knows that. That's why we are on the cusp of the federal government taking over the day-to-day management and operation of Rikers Island because, look, Eric Adams appointed this guy Molina. I said it here at WABC. This guy was not ready for prime time. He's no longer the Department of uh, of Corrections Commissioning. He is the deputy to the deputy mayor of public safety, Phil Banks. He created a new position for him. Hey, but he had a great trip in London as the and uh, France. <laughs> that's, and right, Paris, that's right. That's to right. To study right. correctional facilities right, in right. Europe at our taxpayers' expense. But I am telling you. Jumani Williams, who normally doesn't cross swords with Eric Adams, because he does live in Fort Hamilton. He has a house in the safest place in all New York City, right in the garrison, under the Verrazano Bridge. That is an active United States military fort. He fires back. He does a press conference from Fort Hamilton, his house, by Zoom. He goes, yes, I live here in Fort Hamilton with my wife and children. But Mr. Mayor... Talking about where you live, you want to tell us how it is living in Fort Lee when you're mayor of New York City, Fort Ooh. Lee, New Jersey. Oh, oh, never. He never said that before. Oh, and you know why he's saying it now? Because he knows the mayor is weak. He knows that in these two bills, uh, the mayor will probably not veto him because he doesn't want to be embarrassed that he will be. Right. The city council has the votes to override. Right. He has no juice with the city council. He has never taken the time to develop relationships with the individual members of the city council. Jumani Williams has. And guess who they follow? They don't follow Eric Adams. They but follow Jumani Williams. But it's scary. It is. Jumani Williams is scary in terms of his agenda, his agenda, and so is the Looney Tune Psych Ward City Council. It's scary. Absolutely. But if uh, Eric Adams gets jammed up by Damian Williams, this guy is a big time United States prosecutor in charge of the Southern District. He's got notches on his belt already. If, in fact, they sit him down and say, hey, we're doing an Elliot Spitzer with you. This is what we got you on. Or you can resign. And this goes away. What would Eric Adams do? He might resign. And then Jumani Williams temporarily becomes mayor of the city of New York. That would not be good. But but in all likelihood, they won't bring charges, the feds. But the damage has already been done because Adams is already blood is in the water and the sharks can smell the blood. And who is the biggest shark of all? <laughs> Your friend, Andrew Evilize Cuomo, who's like a hawk, who's like a buzzard. Just flying over what he thinks might be the dead carcass of Eric Adams politically. And he's more than happy to save the city and become our mayor. So he destroyed the state of New York, and now he wants an opportunity to destroy the city of New York. Dominic Carter, over my dead body. Sit in friends in the morning. 
77 WABC. through the Isthmus of Panama, you know, on their trek north through Central America, Mexico, across the Rio Grande, and then welcome to America. And they say asylum seeker, and boom, it's a guarantee. The next stop is going to be Nueva York, 9 out of 10, want to come to New, New York City. Nueva York, Nueva York, big city in dreams. So, I got to let you know what the biggest scams are now, because the illegal aliens have learned American habits to complain about everything. Americans always complain, right? Complain, complain, complain. That's why when I do the show with Andrew uh, Giuliani on Sundays, 8 to 9, as part of the Curtis Lewa Boot Camp, you know, training new talk show hosts and hostesses here, it's called ACDC, after the group, not our sexuality. AC means Curtis Lewa always complaining. DC, Andrew Giuliani, because he could be going back for another four-year hitch with Donald Trump if Trump, as the polls indicate now, will become the new president of the United States. But let me tell you the scams. So remember, when they were put up at first at the old Milford Plaza, remember we used to see those commercials mm-hmm. late On at TV, night? yes, the Milford Plaza. 600 rooms, $400 a head. And remember, they were complaining about the bagel with the schmear in the right, morning. Right, right, don't, then, don't Don't forget the laundry service. Oh, yes, and folded laundry. And you know where they right. do the laundry? Rikers Island. They do the illegal aliens' laundry, and then they send it back in duffel bags, folded bounty fabric softener. Isn't that nice? Yes. Uh, uh, my with, clothes don't have fabric softener. With a little the, mint. Yours? With a little mint on it, you know, like uh, it would mm. be incredible. Mm. So anyway, they complain about the food. So what did the Eric Adams administration do? Oh, we have to have culturally appropriate food. Let's order from Grubhub. You know who paid for it. We do. You're joking. I am not joking. I am not joking. Wait, no, there is no way in hell that migrants, that their food, that they can order Grubhub. Oh, they don't. Oh, okay. But whoever has the contract, and again, these are no-bid contracts with no transparency. Right, right. They have basically an open-ended expenditure of our money. Remember, this is all city tax dollars. We're not getting federal dollars. We're not getting state dollars. And these organizations are all run by friends of Eric Adams. They've contributed to him, and this is the quid pro quo. Now, the latest scam... Uh, it happened uh, out at Creedmoor where they put up the first tents in northeast Queens. And now where they put up the tents, the four tents in Floyd Bennett Field, they got about 1,700, mostly women and children there on runway 19. So migrants from Floyd Bennett Field and from Creedmoor are deliberately jumping in front of cars trying to catch a lawsuit because lawyers have approached them. They're looking for lawyers. Hell yeah. The Russians used to do this all the time on Ocean Parkway, right? You'd be waiting for... Wait a minute. How can they sue and they're not even supposed to be here? Doesn't matter. You have the right to sue. You're in the United States. 
whether you're legal or illegal, whether you're a visitor, whether you have a visa, whether you have a green card, you have a right to sue. And lawyers, remember, this is a racket they have. You have the lawyer, and then you have a steerer. The steerer will steer them towards a doctor, a chiropractor. Everybody gets a third, including you, the illegal alien, because the city corporation council generally settles or the insurance companies settle. They don't want to guarantee. They're guaranteed to settle. And this is what the Russians used to do when they first came in. They'd be behind you. You'd be waiting for the light to change on Ocean Parkway and all of a sudden be a fender bender and four Russians would fall out and and, and be sucking concrete. Oh, my back. Sacrilegia. Coney Island Hospital. Next stop. I need the specialist. I need a chiropractor. Next thing, it's a racket. So... The illegal aliens are learning the American way, which is that there are nine lawyers for every one citizen, and they practice their martial art all day. I sue. I sue. So what is the American way? Sue. 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 Wow. Is that is that the only scam that's going on right now that they have? No, they're begging for money. They're going door to door in uh, Marine Park right next to Floyd Bennett Field. Mm -hmm. They're begging outside of King's Plaza on Flatbush Avenue, Avenue U, Avenue T and Flatbush uh, at the 7-Eleven outside the bagel bender joints, pizza joints. They're begging. We give them everything. And now they're begging. They're going door to door. You can see them. On the video from the bell rings, and, and right? Don't, don't forget they take the, the children for sympathy and the and the and the babies and they right. and so like gypsies would do it. Although right. now you have to call them Roma people. You know what? We've got to take a break. It is eight thirty four, thirty four minutes past the hour of eight AM. Curtis Lewa, Dominic Carter here with you. Whatever happened, Curtis Lewa, to ICE? I want you to think about that for a second. There was a time when ICE wearing those jackets. They would solve all the problems. ICE would roll on migrants and illegal immigrants, and that would be all she wrote. You don't see the migrants have won. ICE seems to be gone. And we ain't talking Ice Cube, Ice Tray, Vanilla Ice, none of the ices right here at WABC. in the morning.
turn off the lights and I'll glow to the extreme. I rock a mic like a vandal, light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle. Now, when you first heard this jam, Dominic Carter, brother from another, did you think this was a white boy or did you think it was a brother? You can tell it's a white boy from the moment he says a word. So, I'm in Southeast Anacostia wearing the Guardian Angel van, all black Guardian Angel in Washington, D.C. This song came on. Well, I'm the Caucasian persuasion, the snow bro. (laughs) And plus, I have a name, first name Curtis, that if you didn't see me, you'd think most Curtises you know are black. Mm. So we're in there, and the brothers are like, wow, man, this guy is good, man. Who is that? Mm -hmm. I had no idea at that time. First time heard the record. Right. Said that brother can rap. Then they found out later, like a week later, Vanilla Ice was really vanilla. No, they had to know. No. They had to know. No, I'm telling you. They had to know. There was know. eight of us in there, seven of them were brothers, and they did not know at first. This song rocked the charts. And then he thought he was so big and bad because he was doing well, he went out to the West Coast. And that was a big mistake. Hung out with Suge Knight at Death Row Records. Big mistake. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. This was when West Coast versus East Coast, Biggie Smalls and uh, Puff Daddy Combs, they were at war with one another. And Suge Knight took him and held him by his ankles from a balcony and said, you ain't Death Row material. White boy, get the hell out of here. He fled down to Florida. He did a reality show about flipping houses. He could join Black Lives Matter now because he's a millionaire ten times over flipping houses, buying real estate. You know, I'm a little disappointed in you. I really am. Because why didn't you come up with the scam of Black Lives Matter? We could each have $5 million houses now. Yeah, well, that's why it's now called Big Large Mansions. Right. I mean, you and I could have stood out there together, right? And we could have said... Black lives matter. Black lives matter. And under the table, we would have got the money. Oh. Plus, we would have got the donations. White, white guilt money. White guilt. And we could live in $5 million houses. And they're still getting Fortune 500 corporate and money. barely being held accountable when it comes to the court system. They have no um, IRS status as a nonprofit. They do it through other nonprofits. What, $100 million. That's right. And they've, uh, all the leaders have bought themselves big fancy and, mansions. And, and one, of them, one of them employed the baby daddy. Yep. You know, uh, security. Uh, all types of nonsense. Black Lives Matter. So you and your boy Sharpton at noon today. No, we're going to be be talking about that up next. We're going to talk about that up next. Al Slim, Shady Sharpton, and uh, Curtis Lewa. It's like mixing ammonia and bleach. But but after all these years? Oh, yeah. No, no. He came from Brownsville, Stone Avenue Projects at that time. I came from Canarsie. Linden Boulevard was the separation. We couldn't be any more different. But you asked the question leading into this that nobody talks about. ICE, Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service. Wait, wait, what's that term? Limigre? Limigre. Limigre, Limigre. That's right. Notice there's no fear of of, of Limigre anymore. Of course not. The, the migrants are like, what? Well, come to my hotel room. I don't want what you just gave me for lunch. I have an appointment to see the doctor this afternoon. And Limigre, go. Leave. 
Leave me. Now, isn't it interesting that at this press conference, the once-a-week press conference that Eric Adams allows the press to attend to ask his Why majesty questions? Why are you questions. smiling like you just ate the cat? Oh, I can't say that. Because, because let's face too. it, when he says, I can only take off-topic questions once a week, right? he can't handle off-topic questions more than once a week. Let, let, me, let me tell you this, Curtis. That if I had to cover Mayor Adams every day, he wouldn't make it. Believe me, he wouldn't or make no, it. He, he would relent. Because I would eat him for breakfast. No he doubt. He wouldn't make it. He needs to ask Rudy Giuliani what it's like to have real, re- I shouldn't say real reporters, but more aggressive yeah. reporters well, remember, covering him. Rudy would hammer you reporters as he did you. But, that uh, meant, even, but it meant nothing to me. No, but re- even requesting that you be removed right. and fired. I, I, I'll never forget in Queens one day, yes. Rudy told me when, when we, and I, I, I love the guy to death. I really do. I, I think he's one of the best mayors ever. Now, now that I see it, um, one day he said, we were going to war over something, right? All black crowd. And Rudy goes, Dominic, you're embarrassing yourself. Stop embarrassing yourself. And I just kept repeating the question over and over, and he just kept ignoring me, and we just did the same thing, the same exact thing. He did the caterpillar crawl on you. He went right up to his long-term friend, campaign advisor Richard Parson, uh, who went, went on to become the CEO of Time Warner Communication, parent company of New York One. You were the face, the voice, the sound of New York One. Uh, because of you, I was on New York One once a week for 13 years with Herson Barredo. It, 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 it was the highest rated segment that we did. Yeah, because it was all satire, political satire. We weren't taking ourselves all that seriously because people need to have a break from this, oh, left wing, right wing. You know, people love political satire. That's how the comedy channel got started. That's how all these shows got started because it was all satire. But anyway... So you would hammer him, and now Eric Adams, when he's upset with a predominantly white press corps, which is his, I call him the McWhitey Whiteys, he plays the race card. You, right. You don't know what it is to walk in my shoes. Right. And you know what I would do in that situation? I would say, um, yes, Mr. Mayor, but the question that I asked you yes. was, yes. And, 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 and he would say, Dominic, you're, uh, this is what Adams would do. And, and I, now, again, to credit to my colleagues, right? The David Seifmans of the world, the Marsha Kramers of the world, the Gabe Pressmans of the world, right? I never knew that I was coming in Gabe's uh, shadow until Gabe told me. He yes. says, "He said, Dominic, you are the new me. You, you were the, the go-to guy. But they don't have that any longer because he immediately plays the race card. He tries to I, I shut would, them down. I would eat Mayor Adams for breakfast yeah, every example. morning. Uh, this is what he said in August of over a year ago. He said, we need to ensure that the illegals receive health care and protection, that ICE is never in a position to partner with the police department and harm them. That was back in August, remember, when he took on Abbott, called him a racist. Now, he says, Adam says, New York City is not allowed to turn migrants over to ICE. That is a lie. He and uh, Andrew Cuomo, when he was governor, would refer to ICE as thugs, not gangbangers, ICE. Now, to understand Lemigre, Immigration and Naturalization Lemigre, Service, Lemigre, Lemigre. ICE was started in 2003 after the attack of 9-11, a federal law enforcement agency. They now have more than 20,000 law enforcement men and women in 400 offices throughout the United States and around the world. 
They have an annual budget of $8 billion, and it's devoted to going after people who overstay visas. Because remember, that's how the 9-11 hijackers, they got in legally, you know, to learn how to fly planes. So eventually they could hijack the planes and fly them right into the World Trade Center, try to do, uh, you know, uh, take out the Pentagon. They flew it into the Pentagon, and they were hell-bent on going to take out Congress. Uh, but then all of a sudden the passengers revolted and they went down into the fields of Pennsylvania. But they were here legally to learn, but they overstayed their visit. So here's ICE. They, they would get a detainer. Computer would push out a detainer every day. Go get this guy. Go get that gal. And put on bulletproof vests. These are bad hombres. Many of them are a part of the narco terrorist groups. They're sex traffickers. They're drug dealers. They're gangbangers. They are a law enforcement agency equal to any others. Cuomo said, you do not cooperate with them. Eric Adams said, you do not cooperate with them. So even when they know that you have a suspect that they've been looking for who's in court that day on a local charge, they'll call up local law enforcement. They'll say, when you're finished with Charlie, we've got a detainer for him. You know, we'll come in and we'll pick him up. And they'll say, we'd love to be able to do that, but we're not permitted to do that. Our local uh, elected officials have called us a sanctuary city. Remember, there's no law that says we're a sanctuary city. There is no proclamation other than they say it. And so they say, we cannot turn this person over. So imagine that. And ICE has two detention facilities locally. Vesey Street, right near City Hall. That's where they house the illegal aliens. They may be processed for deportation. And in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Now, remember, if an illegal alien commits a crime here, they do their time here first. Then they're deported. But New York City, New York State, and New Jersey won't have any of that because they declare themselves to be sanctuary cities, sanctuary states, and we're not cooperating with ICE. ICE knows who's coming and going through the borders. They have the federal authority to track terrorists, gangbangers, drug dealers, sex traffickers. New York City Police Department can't do that. They no. don't have the resources. No. State police. And and there was a time when society really appreciated ICE. And we really need to go back to that. Pass on the pandering politicians. Don't cooperate with ICE. We need that fear there, yes. especially now. And, especially now. And the number one supporter of ICE has always been Congressman Peter King. Mm-hmm. Great guy. He, he invited then-President Donald Trump and Jeff Sessions, the attorney general. They came on Air Force One. They went to the federal uh, uh, courthouse in central Iceland. MS-13 was in the midst of their reign of terror on all local Hispanics. The president, to his credit, at the time, Trump, Sessions, listened to Peter King and the constituents, and they said, everybody's going to be working with ICE. You don't work with ICE, you're not going to be able to cut off the, the the pipeline that they have in El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras. And notice, you haven't heard many problems since. Right, right. Because now the state troopers were told, the local law enforcement in Nassau and, and Suffolk were told, you work with ICE because ICE has the resources to track these people down. It's about time we have a day of recognition for ICE. When's the last time in any law enforcement day have you ever seen ICE 
acknowledged for you their don't. heroic activity. You don't. You don't. And they put their lives on the line each day pursuing dangerous people. Well, if what, I, if what I, do we have coming up next if hour? If I had been elected mayor, there would have been an ice there, not for vanilla ice, ice tray, iced tea, or any of those ices. Your favorite subject, Al Slim Shady Sharpton. Oh, boy. Takes on the white world and condemns all McWhitey whiteys for getting rid of Chancellor hey, Gay. So is, is the president of Harvard going to be out there now saying black lives matter, black lives matter, right? The woman is a millionaire, a millionaire. We'll break it down. Continue on. It's Ebony and Ivory today, substituting for Sid Rosenberg, who's who's doing a flick. You know, he's like Lynn's Slice. I, I, I want to be Ivory. You can be Ebony. If people didn't know what we look like and just listen to us, they would say Curtis is the brother and Dominic is the white boy. Right here at WABC. was a problem, Joe. I'll solve it. Check out the hook while revolves it. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. And 57 minutes past the hour of 8 a.m., Curtis Slewa, Dominic Carter here with you. Good morning, folks. So you mentioned this song earlier. Here it goes. Party all the time. This Eddie Murphy went to number one. It is the theme song of Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan, Mayor of the Illegal Aliens. But so that you should know Dominic Carter, because Dominic Carter is predominantly on at night, 12 midnight to 1 after Rita Cosby. But also Sunday night going into Monday morning, an extra hour, 11 to 1. And by all responses of the talk radio show audience that I deal with, because, you know, I'm so noticeable with the red beret, red satin jacket. I'm like a magnet for praise and criticism of the station. And without a doubt, you are the talk show host that has gotten the attention of the WABC audience because you gave up being a TV reporter, you've knocked off, uh, I'm not entitled to an opinion, to being all opinionated all the time, sometimes laughing, sometimes criticizing, but always entertaining, charming, but also informative. So you are like skyrocketing here at WABC, and I am proud to say that you are one of my graduates from the Curtis Lewa boot camp of talk radio that I am conducting here at WABC. Well, Margot Katsimatidis has been my biggest uh, supporter here at WABC and John Katsimatidis. But one day you came into one of the side studios and you just looked at me and you said, stop all this TV stuff. You're in talk radio. Tell us how you feel. Mm. Tell us how you feel. We've got to take a break. Coming up. Coming up. Your guy, Al Slim Shady Sharpton, decides to take on all of white America to call us racist again.
Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. the hour of seven minutes past the hour of 9 a.m. Dominic Carter, Curtis Lee, we're with you. Come on, Curtis. I'm going to break down what we're talking about, but say, can you say it one time? Can you say it one time? Come on, Curtis. Come on, come on. What? I'm not black, and because of that, I can't be proud because I'm just a McWhite. No, 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 no. I'm black and I'm proud. No, no, man. Save it for the shower show. Say it loud. Come on, Curtis. One time. One time. You used to work at WBLS, one right? Time. Can you do it one time for me? I've known you almost 40 years. Can you just do this one time for me? One time. All lives one matter. Time. All lives one time. matter. One time. One time. Just one time. One time. Ain't You're not going to do it. Not going to happen. Ain't happen, man. Well, not with a gun to my head. Oh. Well, but anyway. Here's what we have coming up this hour. We are in Fort Sid Rosenberg, Curtis Sleewood, Dominic Carter. At noon, uh, less than three hours, the Reverend Dow Sharpton will be outside the uh, Ackman, is his name, the uh, billionaire that was pushing Harvard to deal with the issue of anti-Semitism, of plagiarism as it relates to Claudine Gay. Sharpton says that this is really aimed at ending diversity programs. And uh, Dr. Gay and Reverend Sharpton says black women are under attack. You know, I've known him just about every major newsmaker, right, in this town on a personal level. I've known him for some 40 years. And uh, he, I know you don't like this, but he is the he is the leader of black America. But on this one, Reverend Sharpton is dead wrong. Well, are you, are you going to be at the protest? Uh, hell no, because I'll be broadcasting here at WABC with the Rip and Read. I will tell you this. Let me take you back a little bit with uh, Al Slim Shady Sharpton. He was the boy preacher. Out of Brownsville, never ran, never will, Stone Avenue Project. He was the opening act for James Brown in some places. Yes. They would have him come out. He's like 8, 9, 10. And he had the pompadour just like James Brown. He looked yes. just like James yes. Brown, except yes. he was the boy preacher. He was and also he, a stage manager. Right. And he'd preach. Mm-hmm. And it couldn't be any more different. James Brown was a hardcore member of the Republican Party. You look at the old Jet and Ebony magazines. He's there with President Eisenhower. He's there with President Nixon. He supported Nixon over JFK. He supported Nixon over Eubin Humphrey when Nixon made his comeback. Hardcore Republican. Al Slim Chaney Sharpton at first really didn't take a party position. Until all of a sudden he hooked up with Roger Stone. Yes, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, Roger Stone was his campaign manager when he ran in the Democratic primary to become president of the United States. And the whole reason for that was to disrupt the Democratic uh, attempt uh, to beat the uh, Republican uh, nominee. And it was extraordinarily effective. So he was basically part of the... uh, Roger Stone wrecking crew, although he will never acknowledge that. But you know for a fact that's true. You know that, Dominic Carter. 
Roger Stone and Al Slim Shady Sharpton were like two peas in a pod, a horse in a carriage, a soup in a carriage. I, I tell people all the time, politics really do make for strange bedfellows. It, it really does. And sometimes politics is an illusion. And people don't understand that when I say that. You may see two people that are polar opposites, but privately, they're boys. But they don't want. So a, a case in point, right? Uh, and I know you know about this. I used to hang out um, at the cigar bar. I think it's closed. The Havana. Right, the Havana. And um, and oftentimes it was the elite of the elite, right? And oftentimes people that you would see arguing on television that day, Mayor Giuliani, Reverend Sharpton, I'd be sitting there with Reverend Sharpton or I'd be there with someone else. Mayor Giuli- Giuliani would walk by and they would shake hands. Yes. You know, they, they, they. I'm not going to say they were boys, but... But it was a cordial environment. And oftentimes people that were political enemies would, would gather. But I, I, I think it's despicable what's happening at Harvard now. They, they should have protected uh, Jewish students to begin with. They should have verbalized a policy that made Jewish students feel safe. You and I both know if the same things had been said about African-American students, Harvard would have said, hell no. And shut it down. But because it was Jewish students, they didn't get the same support that others get. Well, and I, Dr. Uh, Gay was never qualified to be the president of Harvard University. She said it was based on the context of what you were trying to say. Now, you could tell they were schooled by the the lawyers, both the chancellor of the University of Pennsylvania, who was kicked out days later, uh, chancellor of Harvard Gay, and the one who had survived so far, the chancellor of MIT. But they all answered the question, well, it's based on the context right. of how it was said. What? Genocide against Jews? Right. That means their elimination. Right. Their execution. Right. There's no, what do you mean context? And Stefani, the U.S. congresswoman from upstate New York, just continued to press the issue But because they had been schooled by their lawyers, the lawyers said, well, you know, you're in favor of First Amendment rights. Wait a sec. You're a private university. You're not bound by any of those guidelines. But she fell on the sword and she has to pay the price. But now I can see in her concession letter, I'll call it the concession letter, She's playing her black card. She Her complexion is her protection again. And who better to come to her aid while she's in distress, the damsel in distress, I, Al Slim Shady Shark. Listen, uh, it, 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 there's nothing wrong. I'm just pointing this out. There's nothing wrong. People are entitled to love who they love. But how do you play the race card? And I believe her husband is white, right? So, so she's Miss Black America. Were you Miss Black America prior to this incident? Of course not. You had Obama in your corner pushing you, but no one sat down and said, wait a minute, before we get behind this lady, let's make sure that her dissertation is legit. Let's make sure that she can't embarrass us uh, six months into her tenure at Harvard. And Harvard was almost like like a, like a, 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 what, a lap dog, <laughs> you know, hey, we got us a black woman. We got a black woman to lead Harvard University. We are so cool. Look at our black president, a black female. Oops, there's problems with her dissertation. Bob, did did you check her out? No, I didn't check out. Mary, did you check? No, I didn't check out. Hey, Larry, did you check? No. Gone. Finito. So on this one, Reverend Sharpton should not protest, even though he's going to protest at noon. Well, look. 
he's going to have a huge press corps surrounding him. And I think I know what he's going to say. What is he going to say? Because you got to know your enemy, and he's been my enemy probably since birth, and he you, didn't you know guys, You guys are not enemies. Oh, we are. You guys are not enemies. We are enemies to the core. No, no, you just don't like each other, but you're not enemies. Oh, no, we're enemies, man. He, he's he's destroying America. He's helping to destroy because he continues to create this black-white theme instead of saying to black folks, yo, you can be successful. Don't don't buy into this. You ain't going to achieve anything. You know, the you're destined to go to jail. Should be no excuses. Right. If you don't work, you don't eat, and no excuses. The way it's being set up right now is you can have a million and one excuses, and that's why you didn't succeed because the white man kept me back, as Farrakhan would say. Well. Out Slim Shady Shark, then we'll do this. Let's see if I'm right. There will come that moment when there are questions from uh, an international press corps because they love this. It's no, always better when you pit white versus black. It's like in a fight. Uh, Dominic, you know what it's like growing up. Two white guys fighting, nobody showed up. Two black guys fighting, nobody showed up. But if I was to scream out, hey, white and the black, they're fighting. Dominic and Curtis are fighting. Everybody's out there. Everybody's out there. So he's out there, he's pulling everybody's tail by saying, you know, uh, Chancellor Gay, former Chancellor Gay is like, um, um, she is like, uh, what do you say? She is, she is being burnt at the stake like Joan of Arc. She is the black Joan of Arc being burnt at the stake. And the, re- the reporters will say, well, what about all those times she was cited for plagiarism? Where she took other people's writings without giving them any credit. Another black woman. Right. And you know what he's going to say? Oh, excuse me. The president of the United States, Joe Biden, was charged with plagiarism. He's president of the United States. Two standards. On that level, he is absolutely correct. Joe Biden was flagrant in his plagiarism. He took a speech of Neil Kinnock, the former Labor Party leader who took on Maggie Thatcher, you know, in the uh, strike, the coal miners' strike. You know, Neil Kinnock, flaming socialist. He took that speech word for word. That was one time. Then he did it another time up at Syracuse Law School. You went to Syracuse School of Journalism. You know, I want you to continue your point. That's the one regret. That I have. And at some point before this hour is over, I want to know if you have a regret. I was accepted at Newhouse up at Syracuse to be a journalist, the master's program, and also at the Syracuse Law School. And to this day, I regret the fact that I did not go to law school because I really believe that I would have been better than Johnny Cochran. I really do. Wow. Where did that come from? No, I'm just, you mentioned Syracuse, right? Yeah, so Johnny Cochran was really good. And I'm not? And say that, but, man, it's like, you know, you got to make your bones in law first, man. You Come on, man. You were going to become Johnny Cochran? Uh, you were going to stand there next to OJ? You don't think I can stand there and say, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. You don't think I could? Come on. You don't think I could do a common rap for the courtroom that will play? The, you don't think that I would know how to pull a jury's heart? You don't think that I would, that's the key to any good lawyer. How do you think Menendez got off, right? Yeah. You, you don't think I could, come on, what is, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not um, denouncing Johnny Cochran. No, 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 I'm not no, denouncing no. He's him. He's smooth. You talk about but, a smooth operator. But, 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 I would have been a hundred times better. By the way, who went up to Poughkeepsie 
to pay the award when Al Slim Shady Sharpton lost in defamation to Stephen Pagonis, because remember, he blamed Stephen Pagonis. He said, oh, yeah, he had raped Tawana Brawley. You know, uh, he needs to go to jail. He destroyed Stephen Pagonis' life, who was the assistant district attorney in Dutchess County. And then remember, Pagonis did not back down. He sued uh, Sharpton for decima- uh, defamation and slander. Uh, the judge and the jury ruled against Sharpton. Sharpton said, I ain't paying a nickel, diamond, penny. You know who stood up to pay uh, the damages? Johnny Cochran. So wait, before it slips my mind, do you have any regret in life? That really is a regret of mine, that I didn't go on to law school. You know how many times I've been married? (laughs) You know, what a softball question that is. Mm. Hey, man. I, 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 I got I, the keeper now. No, Nancy's the no, best. I, I put it this way. One wife for life. That's, um, that's the way I look um, at you're it. You're right. You're right. Uh, my mistake is that I didn't meet Nancy first. She's perfect in every way for me. Wow. Because I am the most that's difficult. So romantic. No. Well, I did bring her flowers last night. Oh, isn't that nice? But there is, she puts up with all my stuff. So your regret happens to be your marriages? Well, I'm not blaming any of the women. I'm a very difficult guy to deal with. It's just that Nancy came along later in my life when maybe too bad it wasn't early in my life. What a difference that would have made. What a difference. So the the, the first one was a sister. And you, you guys, I, that was you a sister. Uh, we met uh, for one year. We were married. Uh, that was Corinne Drayton. Uh, we were living in Brownsville at the time. Uh, she met uh, Jacoby. I met Myers. We had no assets. We went our separate ways. The next one, as everyone knows, is Lisa, who's the reporter at Channel 5. Uh, then there was uh, Mary, who is now uh, Mrs. Patterson. You know, she's married to my husband and Lord David Patterson. And we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. So well, there, there you have it, folks. Curtis Lee, his one regret in life, we just named one. Uh, happened to be his um, his relationships, and that you, and that you didn't meet Nancy sooner. Exactly. What a difference that would have made. So why did you bring her flowers last night? Simply because? Actually, you know, what it was is she's joined me on the Rip and Read now two days a week. She did a great job all the last week. It really, I was getting so much positive response. I said, boy, she really did a great job. She deserves more than just me saying you did a good job. She deserves a dozen roses. Oh, isn't that nice? All right, let's not be uh, putting the... uh, Isn't that nice? Let's not put the pancake syrup all over it here. So what did the cats think of the flowers? Uh, One of them, Athena, the matriarch, thought that a few of the roses should have been for her. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's got her own attitude, Athena. Mm. Anyway, up next, we got to be talking about the slow drip, drip... Of all the friends. Brother James. Ow! Let, let's hear it, Curtis. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Mm, Watch you, man. I'm Watch black and I'm proud. Come on, one time, one time. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. No, I'm a McWhitey White. And I am not black. Even though people listening for the first time, if they didn't see a picture of Dominic Carter, the brother from another, and Curtis Lee, they would say, oh, the black guy has to be the guy named Curtis. He sounds blacker. Then Dominic Carter, who sounds like he's from Pomona, where even the lawn jockeys are white. 
is Sid and Friends in the Morning. But you say he's just a friend. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Oi! Respect, it's got to be Aretha, right? No, Otis Redding is cool. Otis no, Redding not is cool. for me, man. No? It's Aretha. Aretha or nothing. You know, I think she had, when I was in Detroit organizing Guardian Angels, I think Aretha owned a few pancake houses there. Okay. She was an entrepreneur. Rolling Stone said she was the number one performer there of all go. time. There you go. There Am you I go. right or wrong on there that? There you go. Number one. Performer what of all you time. Want, baby, I got and it. And then remember. Who, who, what you need, who, you know I got oh, it. Please. Who, all I'm asking is all of the respect, Curtis Lewa. You know, Dominic, if you just put a on a bit. wig, some just mascara, a lipstick, six-inch stack heels, you'd make a great drag queen doing an Aretha Franklin <laughs> imitation. Maybe you could do a drag queen reading hour hey, for the hey, kids hey, at a library hey, in Pomona. Hey, hey, confession time. Confession time. In college, 18 years old. We're having a dinner. The president of SUNY Courtney is there, and I was the entertainment. And guess what I did? You were in drag. I was. Well, see, that's... All my money. So that's something you have in common with Rudy, who was on Saturday Night Live That's right, that's right, drag. that's right. And so, I, was, I was fine, too. Ooh. How many hosts have been in drag here at WABC? That Just would be interesting bit. to post. Just a little bit. God. So let's talk about... Can you do Aretha? Will you do Aretha? You no. said you wanted Aretha. Lou gave you Aretha. No, can no. We, can, I, well, I didn't like Lou. But, but you said you like Aretha. Can, yeah. you, can you sing just well, a little bit for me, please? I'm thinking can back please? to the wake. Remember the huge wake they had for Aretha mm. Franklin's passing? Mm-hmm. On mm. the stage was Screwy mm. Louis Farrakhan right there. Mm. Next to Al Slim Shady Sharpton mm. and Bill Clinton. The three prominent people sitting next to each other like the three kings. Just a little bit. And if Just you remember, Bill Clinton was asked, find out what why it means the to me. hell are you sitting next to Scooey Louis Farrakhan? And remember, he said, I didn't see Farrakhan on the stage. Come on, Curtis, join me in this singing. I am not, man. I have made a New Year's resolution that we are going to ban singing by hosts and hostesses here. Lou's got it going with the music, and you won't help me, man. You got to work with me, man. I heard Sid and Justin. It was horrible. Our owner-operator, John Katzmatidis, the end of the year, was singing Que Sera, Sera. <laughs> Frank Morano, that Mama Luke, was singing the Oscar Maya Wiener song. Oh, if folks could see your face right oh, now. Oh, my God, it's horrible. And Rudy was singing, horrible. But wait, wait, wait. But before we go, before we go to the other topics, I want to ask you two quick questions. So, poor Chris Christie, he has a new commercial out now that says he was wrong on Trump in 2016. Talk about hating, hating, hating. Also, did you see the va- the video out of Vegas where that animal leaps over 
at the judge, yeah. and, and and the marshal had they all fall to the ground. The the judge tries to get out the way. She tries to move. The uh, marshal was hospitalized. I mean, this guy like flew over because she denied him being released on uh on uh, now when I first watched that video, I thought could that be OJ? You know, like when he was wearing thirty two with the Buffalo Bills going over the defensive line for a touchdown because you know OJ lives in Vegas now. He does. He's a Vegas guy, yeah, but he's an old man now. We're saying you 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 put him in front of a judge who 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 disses and dismisses him. You know how OJ his temper is. People haven't seen that part of OJ. You're right. You're right. You're right. So are you going to the doctor the entire show? You've been scratching with a with a back scratcher yeah, there. Back scratcher here. Well, looks, I had blood like work for, done. That's for your cat though. Medication. No, no, no. This is for a human being. This is a human being back scratcher. My wife Nancy got this for me. It's going to be about a 10-day ordeal of taking uh, medications to relieve myself of this. Uh, Sid Rosenberg, who's away today filming a flick, you know, he's a movie star now. He'll be back. But he's the one who said, identified me as having scabies. That's infectious. You know how infectious that is? Scabies. Yeah. Never heard of it. Well, you'll find out if I have it soon. You've been in you'll be have been in the studio with me for four hours. But I'm scratching up a storm. But anyway, back to um uh Bill Clinton. Up next, we gotta talk about this Jeffrey Epstein list. Oh boy. Because already Bill Clinton is cited fifty times in it. I think he is um uh, uh, Mr. 36B, we've seen already the pictures of him getting massages on oh the Lolita boy. Express. Oh, boy. I don't know if they were women of age or underage women. Mm. But there are a hell of a lot more names that are going to be dropped. And there are a lot of men out there nervous. Drop it like it's hot. But Dershowitz has already given them cover by saying, because he had uh, already made amends with the accuser. He wanted to be out of that, that love. But he said, no, no, I'm sure most of these people were just taking the Lolita Express because they were friends of Jeffrey Epstein. It had nothing to do with pedophile island. Ain't nobody believes that crap. Ain't nobody believes that crap. Uh, Everybody knew this guy could procure underage girls. They knew it. He got convicted of it. Bill Gates was hanging out with him at New York City's biggest mansion that Jeffrey Epstein owned. You walked into Jeffrey Epstein's big mansion. He had a picture of Bill Clinton, a painted picture of Bill Clinton in drag. In drag right there. Wait, Bill Clinton was in drag as well? Yeah, so that's you, Rudy, (laughs) and Bill Clinton. But at least I was fine. You might have hit on me. God. Up next. You, you like the sisters, right? No. Once you've had black, you never go back. Sisters with an attitude, SWA, are you kidding? They don't take no mess from brothers, and they don't take no mess from any guys out there, no matter what you're. Wait, we got to take a break, but why do you say attitudes when it relates to black women? Sisters have attitudes, and rightfully so. They don't accept no crap from men. And let's face it. Guys are always trying to scheme women one way or the other. A sister, they can sniff that out right away and shut you down. And you know damn well what I'm talking about, Dominic Carter. I'm not saying anything. Correct. Up next, fly with me when Lenny Kravitz fly away, fly away. 
Here you, uh, you have the Lolita Express from Teterboro Airport, and all these men are going to claim. But I didn't go to Pedophile Island with Jeffrey Epstein and all the underage girls off the U.S. Virgin Islands. Then what the hell were you doing on his jet? Right here at WABC, your place to be. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Good morning, folks. It is 9.43, 43 minutes past the hour of 9 a.m. The program this morning sponsored first, by the way, Curtis Lee, with you, Dominic Carter. We're in for Sid Rosenberg this morning. The program sponsored by Peerless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heater. Go to peerlessboilers.com or paviliontankless.com to find a dealer near you. Peerless Boilers, the world's best-built boilers. So, Curtis, we have the uh, the big storm expected this weekend. I'm trying to run down to Philadelphia on Friday, run back from Philadelphia by Saturday, taking my son to see the Knicks and the uh, 76ers in Philly. I hope I make it back. It's supposed to start snowing uh, Saturday night. Yeah, well, why not just go and stop off in Secaucus or Hoboken or Jersey City, declare yourself to be an illegal alien. They'll make sure that you have smooth sailing into New York City, the Roosevelt Hotel. Why not declare yourself, since you're black, that you're from the sub-Saharan desert area of Africa, from Mauritania, Mali, Sudan, Chad, Senegal, and you will get everything. Things that Americans can't even dream to get. Just declare yourself an illegal alien. So I can get uh, possibly health care and a place yeah. to stay yeah. and uh, food. And food. iPhone, and, smartphone. And I don't have to pay for it? Nothing. All you got to do is inhale and exhale. And and have my clothes clean, dry cleaned or cleaned? Clean and folded and pressed with a little chocolate put on it, a little Hershey's chocolate put on it in a duffel bag. Okay, so wait, what do I need to say? I'm, I may do this. I'm from where now? You are from Mauritania. And what, what, what will be my name? Uh, well, we could come up any number of uh, Arabic names because they mostly speak Arabic, but they also speak French. So we're not going to call you Francois, that's for sure. So you will, you'll be Akbar, okay? Akbar. Right, from and what, Mauritania. And what's my last name? Uh, no, you just Akbar, Akbar. Make Akbar. it very simple. And, and, and what do I say? Um, uh, asylum uh, seeker. Asylum, uh, I am asylum seeker. Exactly. Perfect. Akbar, from where? Uh, from Mauritania. Mauritania. Where they still have slavery. A- Akbar, Akbar. Yes, yes. You, you keep practicing. And then I can get a free hotel room. You get uh, everything. 
all courtesy of the sucker New York City taxpayers. Pimping, pimping, exactly. cold, cold, pimping. Free, 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 everything. Free, free, free. Now, there's no free pass from the drops that are going to be taking place over the course of the next few days. Upwards of 177 names uh, who will have been affiliated one way or the other with Jeffrey Epstein. And all of them uh, probably know who they are in advance. I had a Uh-oh. list. Uh-oh. I had a list. I decided not to announce it because there are a lot of lists going out there that may prove to be bogus. And then all of a sudden, like Jimmy Kimmel going at Aaron Rodgers. Right. What's that about? Well, remember, Aaron Rodgers, holistic, homeopathic, would not take the vaccine during COVID. And Jimmy Kimmel was hammering him. And so they've been going back and forth. But apparently, I don't know if this is true, uh, Jimmy Kimmel was friends with Jeffrey Epstein's chef. Not Barack Obama's chef, who mysteriously died off uh, the coast there of Martha's Vineyard, apparently paddling or doing something. So still haven't quite gotten the information about that. Are you hip to that, how all of a sudden Barack Obama's... Yes, Martha's Vineyard. By, by the way, by the way, we're dealing with an active shooter uh, situation reported at a high school in Iowa. So hopefully nobody's injured. But as we speak, 9.47 a.m., an active shooter situation reported at a high school in Iowa. So we'll, we'll follow that. Right. But uh, everyone is going to follow who is being dropped from the dossier of 177, mostly men who had relationships with Jeffrey Epstein. But here's what I want you to imagine, yeah. right? So I don't know what happened on this island, right? I can make assumptions well, wait, like wait, everybody wait. else. The people in the Virgin Islands called it Pedophile Island. Right. Right, right. right. What, what do you think? Uh, there was Ricardo Montebaum and Tattoo going, the plane, the plane, the plane. <laughs> Underage girls, get ready. The plane is okay. coming again. Okay, but, but, okay, here's the one problem, right? Here's the one problem. Would you like to be on that list knowing that your wife would find out? Because you know, uh, excuse me. What were you doing on Pedophile Island? What were you doing? You creep. I mean, you know what's going to happen. Of course. But see, but I, but I don't, I don't know for sure what happened there because Michael Jackson, I believe, uh, was went there, right? I think. Well, we know he wasn't interested in girls. That's that you, that's exactly my point. So if Michael Jackson went there, right? I mean, that's cover. That's cover. Wait, come I, on. I, Look I, at Bill Clinton. Right? He right? claims. Now, he is apparently referred to in the dossier 50 times. We see pictures of him getting back rubs from women of Jeffrey Epstein, right? Total back rubs. We know that he's taken the Lolita Express many times. Now, they said, well, it never went to Pedophile Island. It just went all over the world. Yeah, right. Uh, you have one of the victims who said, look, he never came on to me. I can't say he did anything wrong, but I did see him walking away with two younger blonde women into the sunset on Pedophile Island. Team Clinton says he was never there. Uh, the over-under point spread, if you're a gambling guy, right, Dominic? Because you know this man is like, if you're a honey trap, Bill Clinton is ready, man. He is ready. And, and you know both Bill Clinton and you know Hillary. 
very you, well. You've not only interviewed them, you have moderated debates involving Hillary. I, I've been a guest of the White House at the invitation of them. I'll bet you. Did you sleep in the Lincoln bedroom? No. Right. No, no. I was there. I observed the Christmas tree. I went to the Christmas party, and that was that. Remember, what is not said here is that uh, Hillary, and I believe Chelsea and Bill, stayed at the ranch that Epstein had in New Mexico. Because remember, he had these gigantic uh, mansions all over the country. What the hell is he doing with Jeffrey Epstein? Come on. And they're all saying, Bill Gates, well, you know, we were talking philanthropy. He walks around with a Harvard shirt on. He never went to Harvard. He grew up in Brooklyn on Seagate, right? He went to Mark Twain Junior High School, went to Lafayette High School. Wait, are you talking about Epstein? Or yes, Epstein. Okay, Epstein. So but he's walking around with a Harvard shirt. Everyone thought he was from Harvard because he was able to raise money for Harvard. You see, you could basically buy yourself right into Harvard. Everybody thought that he went to Harvard. And then naturally, after his um, untimely demise, some people think that he took his own life. Other people think he was murdered. Other people think... He's no longer here. He was transported out of there by the Mossad, Shin Bet, uh, the Queen of England and her uh, uh, secret service. A lot of people had a reason to see him either dead or kidnapped and just dissipated in. Come on, man. I don't believe that crap that Bill Clinton didn't go to Pedophile Island, didn't have a relationship with the underage girls there. Uh, I, I, I don't know what Mr. Clinton did. Um, I'm, I'm not going to make any assumptions. See, I don't know if you've noticed this. I'm going back into the newsman thing right now. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It, it doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. All these young girls there. It is a crime. Uh, to and, and these guys, you see, the point is, he was found guilty. He pled guilty. Dershowitz got him almost off the hook on all the charges. But he still had to plead. He never went to jail. He basically was home incarceration. They all knew he was convicted of pedophilia. They knew that. And they still associated with him. Why? He was the only person who could uh, raise money for philanthropies? Of course not. If you have a predilection for underage girls, they always seem to be able to find one another. Always um, seem to be able to find The only thing I'm going to say, have you noticed that we're supposed to be taking a break? That's my way of telling wow, you, you that. You, uh, you're not on that manifest, <laughs> are you? You didn't take the Lolita Express to Pedophile Island, did you? And probably say, no, I went to Ghana. I wanted to explore my roots with slavery. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying I was on the list? I don't know. That's racist to say, to suggest I'm with President Gay. Hey, I'm, me and you, we're going to join Sharpton at noon. It's racist well, we'll for give you a, to say we'll, that I was on that list. We'll give a little wrap-up because Even it will be. Even if I was on the list. It's it, racist. It will be Al Slim Shady Sharpton's uh, day at 12 noon in which he accuses all of white America once racist. again. Racist. Of being racist. And remember, for some of you, Aslam Shady Sharpton's complexion has always been his protection.
Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Big Mac Daddy, the theme song that I gave you as a gift years ago. When Dominic Carter, you transitioned from TV to talk radio at the old WABC. And I got to tell you, I walk into courthouses, federal courthouses, and, and marshals are like, return of the Mac. Hey, Curtis, I, I want to... Um, I didn't want to share with you. I'm looking at my uh, Twitter. My ex, Deb Penn, says, listening. Hey, someone help Curtis with his itch. And I feel bad because in the commercial breaks, Curtis has got his ointment and he was scratching and I feel so bad. Oh, I got my back uh, scratcher that Nancy got for me. I'm going to have this for another 10 days. Hey, but what do you have coming up uh, at noon? Oh, nothing stops me from doing the rip and read. First off, you can hear Dominic five days a week here at WABC, Sunday nights to Monday, 11 to 1, and then every night thereafter, 12 to 1. Sandwiched between Rita Cosby and then the Mama Luke Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. I will be dealing in the subject matter that will be traumatic if this continues in New York City to its recovery. First, there was a story two weeks ago about The Lion King, great musical, long-running musical in Times Square, where musicians and performers have been attacked by thugs who hang out in that alleyway outside the theater, uh, purposely attacking them and robbing them. And now we see a survey was done. Why is attendance down at theaters in the Great White Way, Broadway, and Off-Broadway? Because suburbanites are choosing not to come into the city, especially a lot of people who would come in for the matinees, and then they'd stay the rest of the day. And now that they want to impose congestion pricing below 60th Street, which would essentially mean you pay a tax to come to Broadway, you got to take a reverse mortgage, you got to take a payday loan to afford the parking. Sure do. You're going to kill the economic engine of Midtown Times Square. And the only thing you'll have once all those theaters go dark is a lot of illegal aliens hanging out there from the old uh, various hotels that have been occupied by illegal aliens at $400 a night, the old Milford Plaza. Hey, man, and wrapping up, we're in for Sid Rosenberg. I hope you feel better with your itching. And I just want to say, I love you, man. I love you, bro. I don't go that I way, man. I love you, bro. Don't try to lip lock My me here. My man, Curtis Sliwa, I love you, man.